Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Retro Slot Podcast. Talking about Street Fighter 2 <laughs> for the Super Nintendo. Maybe a little Street Fighter 2 Turbo as well because we definitely lied to you in the last episode and told we you did. we were going to be playing Street Fighter 2 <laughs> Turbo. And then we said, why don't we play the first one and Turbo? And then I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to talk about some Street Fighter tonight for the Super Nintendo. And that's going to be awesome. Jay, how the hell have you been? I'm good. Uh, the world is crumbling all around us now. Um, <laughs> it's... We're starting to get we're starting to get notices about schools in the area closing and doing online learning and stuff. And oh, it's like great. I'm just like TikTok, it's just a matter of time and that's gonna screw I mean it it is what it is. I'm not upset about it, but I typically sleep when Theo is at school and then I will wake up and you'll pick him up. But if he's home, I don't know when I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> but other than Somebody's that, you gotta take care of him. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, we're good. Uh, just, you know, we'll figure it out, but yeah, baby girl was a little bit sick and stuff, but otherwise, yeah, we're good. How about you? How was your new year? Uh, it was really nice. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a big party or anything cause you know, but you know, there were fireworks in town that we were able to see from the backyard, which was nice. It has been a deep freeze out here though. Tonight, I think it's around like seven degrees outside It is like brutal, brutal cold. Like, you know, Connecticut gets cold for a little while it's not like you know we're not like the arctic up in connecticut right well you're in we'll arctic like, it feels like we're in the arctic tonight <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it's super cold right now it, it won't last thank god but uh man i can feel it even in the office i can feel it you know like yeah you gotta turn the heat up a couple of extra notches yeah it's like the kind of weather where you start wondering like all right we got to make sure the pipes don't freeze. <laughs> yeah, you got to put the styrofoam things on the things and yeah. right. Yeah, on the out one, outside ones, I put those on in the fall and I leave them on there all all winter. But indoors, I'll like let the faucet just drip all night. Um, we only have one faucet that has pipes on the like outside wall, like a wall that is out like faces mm -hmm. the outside. Uh, so that faucet, which is in the kitchen, I just leave it dripping all night so the water doesn't freeze in it because it has gotten too freezing before. <laughs> That's no way. No. Yeah. Then there's like, how do you fix that at that point? You know, if they get frozen over, you call a plumber, you turn off the water. <laughs> so it stops spraying all over your kitchen. And you call. A plumber. Yeah. It's um, your point. You were talking about fireworks for, I don't know what it is in our neighborhood. Like everybody everybody treats it as their own personal holiday so it's like a war zone in our neighborhood whenever there's like a holiday as far as uh fourth of july or new year's it's like starting at 10 p.m yeah like just you know choo, choo, choo. we can look out our back windows and see the big artillery shells going off and like not very far away and stuff and it's just you know when you're trying to put a two-year-old to sleep it's fantastic <laughs> so it never occurred to me until I like I I really became got on the internet like really when I got on Twitter 
and people would start complaining about it. Oh, it's New Year's. Thanks everybody for setting off your fire your fireworks and like waking up my dog for three hours or having my dog yeah. bark for three hours. Like, <laughs> it's 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 you know it's New Year's or it's January. Yeah, 4th. it doesn't bug me. Otherwise, it was just <laughs> unfortunately she didn't sleep through it. I'm not like running around and telling people to shut up or anything. But yeah, <laughs> but it never occurred to me that people had a problem with it. I, yeah. I don't set them off myself. I because we're right by the town. The town does. Town does like the town fireworks display, which we can see from the backyard. So it'd be kind of redundant to do it in our backyard. I think I did it a couple of times when the kids were real young with like those small ones that you can buy at like a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Just so they could, you know, have the fun of firing off some fireworks, you know, at irresponsible ages. Yeah, they do enjoy fire. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> Our son Theo loves fireworks. Yeah, he loves the the little ones. He loves he he'll go and like kick it over, you know, when it's done and pour yeah. water on it and all that stuff. But it's fun. Yeah, one of the only times in the last like, my, you know, my kids think I'm hugely uncool, so they want to spend <laughs> as little time with me as possible. But one of the few times they'll like stand there and like just have a conversation with me is when I get the uh, we have a fire pit in the backyard and I'll just get that going randomly and they'll usually come out and spend a little time by it because mm. dudes like fire it's a thing <laughs> i wish i liked fire pits i fucking hate them what what is wrong with fire pits what do you have against fire pits i can't stand the smoky smell that gets oh, everywhere I it love gives that me smell. a headache like it gets all on your clothes and stuff, and then you're mm-hmm. just like it. It it literally gives me a headache. Like anything that that strong smell, like perfumey or whatever, like it just it it gives me a headache. So, I mean, I like the idea of hanging around around people and like drinking, you know, a couple of beers or whatever. But often it's always too cold, you know. And so when well, you have a fire going, you're like sitting there. The fire's going. You're like, I don't feel a fucking thing from the fire. So you, <laughs> you know, you're trying to bundle up so that. But if it's during the summer and it's mild, you know, 50s or something like that, it's fun. Yeah. But I just, the smell, man, it's just, it's it's like a physical illness to me, almost. No kidding. Sorry yeah. to hear that. I wish I liked them. Like, I'm not, but Wiferton and and my son love to, to do little fires in the backyard and stuff. And they're like, you should come hang out. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> sorry. Take a shower like, when you come inside, you dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fire smelling fools. No, that's yeah. I don't. I wish. I wish I liked them. Yeah, it's sad. Anyways, Debbie Downer. That is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Can't control. Um, I. You know, we covered uh, Ninja Warriors a few months ago. I think at this point, was it a couple months ago? Ninja Warriors. Yeah, for the. Oh Super right, right. Nintendo? SNES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just bought uh, Ninja Saviors which is a sequel for that on the Switch, like a mm. new Switch game. And uh, I've been playing quite a bit of that. It's pretty cheap. It's like 20 bucks. I got the physical copy of it. I had to order off of Amazon because that was the only place I, I could find it. I generally don't like ordering stuff on Amazon, but, you know, it's the only place I could find it. Uh, but I've been having quite a fu- bit of fun with that. It's a lot like the Super Nintendo game that we played, um, but in 16 by 9 and, you know, newer. It's a cool nice. game. I, on the Amazon front, I think hopefully when we don't have young children, I won't feel as needed to, you know, I won't feel the need to do this as much, but I 
very much enjoy just like going on, ordering something and having it here in two days. Yeah, like, I do too. The convenience of, factor of it is great. The fact that they treat their employees like, uh, uh, yeah, I agree. You know, garbage and you know, like that kind of stuff. It makes me not want to give them my money. Yeah, I um, understand. Sometimes though, like it's just the only way to get something. It feels like I, I went, I actually, so I like I decided I wanted to buy this game and I wanted the physical copy, which I knew was out there. Um, so my first. The first place I always try and go to is either GameStop or Best Buy, like locally, so I could just go. But neither one of them had it in stock. Best Buy didn't have it like in their system at all. Hmm. Um, I don't have any like local, like privately owned game sellers here. There's like a retro shop, but they don't sell new games, right? They'll sell like right. PS4 games, but they're old, you know, like they're used games. Which doesn't bother me, but you know, you can't go over there expecting to find something. Um, so like, I don't know, like sometimes I'll buy something off of like, uh, uh, play Asia or something, but not normally like a domestic release. So I, you know, I just didn't know where else to go at this point. You used to be able to order stuff at GameStop. I don't know if they still do that. Can you still walk into a GameStop and order a game? Uh, to have it delivered at home. I haven't done that in a long time. I would assume so. I mean, you can just order it online too. Yeah, I guess but, I could have, I could have done that. That might be the better thing to do. But or you could have gotten one used on eBay and and you know, but I guess yeah. buying it new we'll probably pay more, more than, on eBay than for a new copy. <laughs> ex- yeah, it does happen that way. Uh, fortunately, uh, my local games store that I typically go to the you know when I get stuff, uh, when when they first opened and this is like eight years ago and I was I went there opening week like. When they first opened, it was like seven or eight years ago. I think it was like 2013 or 2014. Uh, for a few years, they had this attitude of like, no, it's if it's not retro, we don't carry it. Like they had like no current gen stuff, period. Like just, you know, white wall. But I think they got to a certain point where they were like, you know what? I, this is what people want. People keep asking for it, you know, and, and, and I think they just decided to. And now they have the biggest Switch library like in the world. At least they did at one point. Mm-hmm. of unique titles in brick and mortar store they had like in the world the most uh i don't think it's i don't think that's the case anymore just because there's so many freaking titles out there but yeah one of the entire walls of the place is all switch stuff um they have like xbox one and ps4 stuff but it's like minimal mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're very much into the switch because i think you know it embodies the retro mindset a little bit more than the other systems do uh at least I'd the agree. handheld yeah. stuff and the fact that they bring a lot of retro games to the Switch, you know, limited run and all that stuff. At one point, they had every single limited run release up to the first 50 or 60 of them. I mean, they've cycled through them now, but um, yeah, they, I think probably when they started releasing more retro stuff on Nintendo, they picked, they picked that up to do it. So the Switch, I, I really do believe the Switch is going to be collectible in the future, right? Because there's a cartridge based format, it's got, the cases, you know, there's a there's going to be a lot of rare games for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it doesn't have like that, uh, like that rarity, like things like Saturn, and I guess even to some extent GameCube. Although GameCube sold well, no, GameCube is like somehow thought of as like a failed Nintendo system, but it sold well. Like it did well. Well, initially, it was more. It didn't have much third-party support kind of like the wii u but the first yeah. party games were amazing you know yeah. and, and and they sold those even more a lot they sold just as many as the 
the place. Well, they didn't sell as many as the PlayStation Two, but they sold more than the Xbox. Really? <laughs> that was the generation, right? It was the GameCube, the Xbox, Xbox yeah. Because I had Xbox. 2. I had Xbox, yeah. Uh, GameCube. No, actually, GameCube was under the Xbox, but not by much. Oh, really? Xbox had 24 million. GameCube had 21.74 million, which I don't know. Just glancing at this looks like to be about the 20th on the list. It was right above the Wii U, actually. Wii U had 13.5. GameCube had 21.7. So, yeah. I, I mean, think like, Wii U is going to become collectible, too. Oh, absolutely, because it was just kind of the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. No, and there was a lot of games. The Wii U. <laughs> There were a lot of games that I think got trapped there. Although a lot of them got ported over to the Switch, which was nice. It was a little annoying in the early life of the Switch that, oh, we keep getting Wii U games. Yeah, but, no, what, there's the last time there was a new Mario Kart game was like 10 years ago or something like that because Mario yeah, Kart 8. There was news this week that Mario Kart 9 is finally in yep. development. Yep. That which is game dope. is the top seller for the Switch, too. Like it's the most, well, it's because of online game. play. Yeah. Online play for Mario Kart is key sure. crazy anyway ninja saviors uh return of the ninja of uh, the warriors great game like especially if you like the uh snes game very reminiscent of that it's got the, the three characters are back new bosses to deal with 16 by 9 support plays on the switch i got the swole led by accident um i told that story yesterday but right i accidentally bought it on amazon when i was buying this game actually because i saw that it was in stock i'm like oh, okay i guess i'll buy it <laughs> <laughs> oh the the oled knit switch yeah oh you enjoy it uh you know it's a switch that cost me another 350 dollars <laughs> <laughs> i i have been seeing them in more in stock lately which is nice yeah uh, that's good i'll have to consider that ninja saviors game i think it has online co-op too doesn't it oh does it i didn't see that i think so i think it's got that's online two-player co-op Speaking of that, did you try out the the virtual, the VR retro stuff? No, I did. Did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> We're so bad about that. Like, I'm totally gonna do that tonight. Oh Fucking yeah. Nope. And then you know what happens is I, as soon as we're done with this, is I edit everything and I post it all to like the, all the different places, and then I go get something to eat and then I go to bed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like there's just no time to do something afterwards. And by the morning, I've forgotten everything that I said yeah. that night. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a little bit too ADHD to like retain those kind of things that aren't priority. Yeah, because yeah. everything else just leapfrogs it in my head. Yeah, so. I should write shit down, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get like a moleskine. You know, have, do you do you do moleskine notebooks? I do have one right here. Yeah, it's like <laughs> for 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 notes. Yeah, that's funny. Most guys are great. Um, you, do you want to do some news? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Did you see the Logan Paul Game Boy table? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was really cool, actually. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. Uh, I understand why people are upset, upset, but when I was looking at it more, I was like, these look like refurbed shells. These don't look like original. Yeah, shells. they didn't look like real Game Boys. They look like, yeah, like uh, like reconditioned or uh, like yeah, modified Game Boys. It, it, it what I if I were Logan Paul, I would come out and say, hey, you know, we just took some old broken Game Boys, slapped some new shells on them to make them look new. And then through because like, you know, you can you can pick up broken Game Boys for like 10, 15 bucks a pop. And then their yeah. shells are like 10 bucks a pop. So. There's no shortage of fucking Game Boys out there. Yeah. 
they're everywhere. They're a dime yeah. a dozen. Some of those are very limited, like the Pokemon ones. If they were actually original in that condition, I could see people being a little. I mean, but like, he, I can't. That guy money. made an awesome piece of furniture. Yeah, <laughs> it's his money. I mean, yeah. People are upset, then they should go buy them themselves, I guess, and preserve I them. I thought it was I pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if I'd put it in my living room, but it definitely I could put it in my game room. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool, too. It, People just I wish to I was... hate that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I understand the perspective, but yeah, generally. Um, Polymega, up, uh, there was a Polymega update which added Game Boy and Virtual Boy filters, which for me, as a Game Boy and Virtual Boy person, I thought that was pretty dope. But um, it's it was just kind of an update. What are your thoughts on that? I uh, don't care about the Game Boy filter stuff. What I did care about, is you buried the lead here, is that you'll be able to install games that are not currently part of the console's internal database, which I initially thought meant I'll be able to add ROMs, but no, it just means that games that aren't recognized by their internal database, you'll be able to install. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, because this thing doesn't come alive <laughs> until you can install ROMs. <laughs> gotcha. Speaking, I mean, speaking of ROMs, Analog Pocket has still not gotten jailbroken, right? Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest with you, that thing is looking less and less attractive to me the longer we go with no ROMs on it. Like to me, the the highlight of that thing will be to have like this awesome device that I could play Super Nintendo, Genesis, Neo Geo, NES, Sega Master System, that kind of stuff on. Because I'm not that into the the portable stuff. Like it, yeah, you don't have the physical collection. I don't have a physical collection, especially of Game Boy stuff. I have a few Game Gear games, but like carrying those around like it, it doesn't matter to me as much as like what i was really hoping that this thing would get jailbroken right away and that we'd be able to roll the roms on it and i mean if that's not going to happen there's a chance i'll cancel my pre-order before it before it gets to me you know what i just realized the little window on the overlay still has gunstar heroes oh my bad i can fix okay. that <laughs> no it's fine i just, no, no, I just noticed it. it we're we're doing this the, the one guy kind of looks like a Street Fighter character. Look at that. Fixed it. <laughs> All <right>, perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Anybody who's watching the YouTube version, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, with the analog and polymega stuff, I feel like it's an inevitability that they'll have the the jailbroken stuff but i was when i was looking at reviews and video of some of the games that i picked up just to kind of have context i noticed yeah. that somebody made a video which i want to watch says do not buy the analog pocket okay and he's like he's somebody who's done a bunch of like handheld videos so i kind of want to check that out to see what he has to say but i mean there's a ton of uh handheld devices that'll play all the roms you want to play analog mm -hmm. the difference with the analog is they make the fpgas that has more accurate emulation with lower latency and that badass screen that they put on that thing mm -hmm. um i don't know like uh, we'll have to wait and see the pocket is a cool device uh it just might not see suit my needs as much as i had hoped sounds like you need like uh well it'd be software emulation but like a vita I have a Vita that's jailbroken and can play ROMs, but I don't really like it that much. Um, what I really want is a Mister, a handheld Mister. Yeah, which is basically you know what it would be. Yeah. 
<laughs> he wants his he wants his mister in his hand. I mean, that's right. I want to take it with me on the go. <laughs> you don't already? Uh, no, I have to leave it with my wife. Unfortunately. <laughs> Ooh. Uh Goldeneye is getting on Xbox Live. Did you see that digital? I Goldeneye did. Is getting. Is this is this confirmed now? Or is uh, it still the, Yeah. No, okay. this is confirmed. It's getting a digital release on Xbox, but it's like the original GoldenEye. With, yeah. And they're just like putting achievements and stuff on it, which is funny. It's not confirmed to be coming for the Switch, which is odd to me. But, and considering okay, so that this Bandrick is based off of uh, achievements, people found some rare developers that had achievements on the Xbox for GoldenEye 007. So I don't think this is the original version. I think it's that that re-release that never got re-released. Remember we talked about that last year, and it got it got um, kind of snuck out there, and you were able to download that. It was that. It wasn't a remake. It was like a just like a HD update for Goldeneye 007, right. and it got it got leaked, and you could play it on emulators or if you had a way to put a ROM on your Xbox 360, you could play it that way. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but like some of these achievement picks look very much like N64 picks. Yeah. Like the bathroom stall and I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. Could be wrong. It, it to me it looks like it's going to be that HD re-release. Um but it's not been confirmed yet. Uh in when that story came out about the re-release that got blocked, Everybody was thinking, oh, it must have been, you know, Warner Brothers or, you know, it must have been the studio or it must have been they couldn't get, you know, the actor, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Or the, but it came out that, no, it was Nintendo. You know, it was mm -hmm. approved by Nintendo, approved by Nintendo until the very end. And Nintendo's just like, if it's not going to be on a Nintendo system, it's not coming out. So now the rumor is that they finally worked it out with Nintendo and it'll come out on the expansion pass. Um, what is that called? The... You know, with the N64 yeah, games. Yeah, the Xbox, or the uh, Nintendo expansion pack, I think. Yeah, it'll come out with that, right? So you'll get the original version of it on a Nintendo Switch if you have the expansion pack, um, you know, that the online expansion pack. Uh, and it'll come out on Xbox as the, you know, the GoldenEye 007 kind of update. Hmm. That'd be cool. That'd be real cool. You think they'd put that on uh, Game Pass? Yes, I definitely think they'd put it on Game Pass. I think it's the only uh, place for it, right? And everybody wins if they do that, right? Nintendo gets it on on the Switch, and it sells more of their online pass. Xbox gets it on, you know, Game Pass. It's it's a winner. It's a win for everybody. Yeah, we'll see if Nintendo wants everybody to win though. I mean, Microsoft and Nintendo have worked quite closely over the last few years. Sure. You know, getting Ori in the Blind Forest, Cuphead, like stuff like that. Sonic games. Yeah. I could see it being realistic. I don't know. You know, like, I think that any any party in this in this equation could put their foot down and just stop it. But the fact that the game seems to be running on an Xbox and achievements are popping up, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought this was interesting just for the state of arcade 
one-up cabinets. Yeah. The Mortal Kombat cabinet that's coming out will have online play. That's but dope. Only specifically with other arcade cabinets. That makes sense. It does, but still, it's like I think the retail for this thing's going to be like 550 bucks. What? I don't know if the I don't know <laughs> if the retail price has been confirmed, but I was I was like trying to find it and what I saw is that it was going to be the same as another cabinet that was 550. Wow. These so that's why cabinets you you put a link here uh to a Nintendo Life article. These cabinets mm-hmm. have gotten a lot better looking. These yeah. one-up arcade cabinets. Like they they really nailed it with this Mortal Kombat cabinet. This is and it plays 14 games. Uh yeah, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, 3, Ultimate MK. Apparently it has Tubin. Oh yeah, Rampage. Classically linked was- to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Gauntlet, Root Beer Tapper. What the fuck is that? Defender. Oh, are these Bubbles? all midway games? It must be all midway games. Yeah. I I get tempted by these sometimes, but then I see them like in real life, like the size of them, they're just so small. Like it they're just kind of ruins the fun for me. Some people oh. have like collections of them, like ten of them lined up and stuff. I'm like Jesus. Oh, but if I mean, if you want like a home arcade, <laughs> yeah, if you want like a home arcade, it's probably the most achievable version of that. You know. Yeah, taking care of an actual arcade machine is a royal pain in the ass. I thought for a long time about getting. Uh, one of two arcade machines, a Street Fighter Two arcade machine, stand up Street mm-hmm. Fighter Two arcade machine, and I didn't care which one. And they were actually they got to the point where they were pretty affordable. The problem was the the hardware was all burning out. The you know they have CRTs in them that ran for a million hours because they were left on twenty four seven for ten fifteen years. So the CRTs were dying, uh, or they had burn in, and the boards were dying. And depending on which version of Street Fighter Two you're looking at. They have a uh, battery on the on the uh, circuit board that if the battery dies, it is basically a form of um, not copy protection but anti piracy, where it just wipes the board. You can't you can't play the game anymore if the battery dies. <laughs> so it's like I, I think they've come up with a fix for that now. Uh, like not Capcom hasn't like you know enthusiasts have come up with a fix. Yeah, for that. yeah. But still, it was like ah. But I saw actually one of these Mortal Kombat. Not Mortal Kombat, one up arcade, arcade one up, uh, Street Fighter machines. I was like, that would be kind of cool to have, but it's so small. Like, I'm not gonna sit there with a buddy, like, playing two player Street Fighter because, yeah, it's like we're gonna be all cramped in. It's not gonna be fun. <laughs> I'd rather just have a couple of controllers to play on the TV. Could get and one. Then of I thought those, about uh... buying one or building one, which I thought would be pretty cheap because you just get some plywood and put like an old, old monitor in it. And then, you know, like a Raspberry Pi or something. That'd be pretty fun. I think they have, like, kits and stuff where you can do that, where people build yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or put a mister in there, and then you have so many great arcade games. They just added RoboCop, the, the old arcade version of RoboCop, to mister. Hmm. Well, I think that's uh, there are companies that do those, like, third-party arcade cabinets that have, you know, a bunch of licensed games or, yeah. you know, potentially unlicensed if you... Just load them in there, but uh, the other thing I was thinking about was getting one of those sit-down tabletop arcades. Have you yeah. seen those? You know, like the, the the lower ones. Yeah, this is when I was still single, obviously, 
and it was gonna. I was gonna use it as like kind of a kitchen, like breakfast dining table. You know, that's only that's a, that's the most single fucking idea I've ever had. Single male idea I've ever had. Right? Uh, uh, no, honey, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Don't worry about no, it. No, my wife would not be into it. She's actually said because you know I, I watch a lot of YouTube, and uh, I'll start watching like some of these arcade guys, uh, you know, talking about arcade stuff, and she's like. Look, I put up with a lot, but you are not bringing arcade machines into this house. <laughs> like, okay, I got it. <laughs> There's a line, and there it is right there. Put it out in the garage would be kind of cool. <laughs> Do you have like a temperature controlled garage? Uh huh. Yeah. Ours is not. It's currently freezing ass cold in there. Yeah. It's it's super it's super easy to uh I'm not gonna get into garage talk right now. <laughs> ours wasn't well, ours wasn't now it is. It wasn't that yeah. hard to, to fix. My wife was like considering if we could like stay in this house long term and turn the garage into my office slash stream room slash collection room. I was, I was like, thinking about I doing that too. No how the hell we would do that because with the cost ultimately the cost to do that, you know, we could probably just get a bigger house instead of it wasn't that expensive for us to do it. Um, I think it ended up costing less than five hundred bucks. Well, ours, ours is was not finished. Ours either. was finished and insulated. So yeah, ours is not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just it's put new cool. garage doors on it, though. I was like, nice. wouldn't that be kind of pointless? <laughs> Have new garage doors <laughs> and then make it an office where you don't open the garage doors. I thought it'd be nice because, like, in the middle of summer. When you're working, you just open the garage door and have like an open air office, you know? I just wouldn't nice. want anybody to see my shit. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. I'm very proud uh, of that stuff. This next story blows my mind because why would anybody do this? <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, somebody put his name's Downing's Basement is the channel, put uh, Game Boy Advance with an IPS screen in it. Inside the body of a tiger handheld. <laughs> like with the little tiny, you know, plus sign joystick and the two buttons on the right side with the. Yeah. Like why? But also it's dope. Yeah, it's kind of funny, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some of these folks just do it just to see, you know, if they can do it. I agree. Like, this is a hell of a project, too. Like, he's 3D printing the case. Like, it's not an actual Tiger handheld. He just, he made a case for a Game Boy Advance that looks like a Tiger handheld. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. I like it. It's pretty basic. Yeah, his channel's Downing's Basement. So, if, uh, it's on YouTube if you want to check it out. So, you got the next ones? Yeah, uh, Hori Split Pad Pro. I don't know if you're... Are you familiar with the Split Pad Pro? Uh, they're uh, Switch, uh, basically, controllers. They replace the... Uh, what do you call them? The... Joy-Con. Joy-Cons. Uh, with, like, man-sized, you know, <laughs> controllers, right? So you can <laughs> so you don't get, like, cramps in your hands when you're playing the Switch. Like, they're really comfortable. I've been using them for a couple of years. Uh, I know that other people I've recommended to them have liked them as well. Um, and they're coming out with two new additions that are kind of retro-inspired, so I thought they'd be appropriate uh, on this show. One is a Sonic-themed one, and one, which I definitely want to get, is a Mega Man one. Uh, I thought the Mega Man one in particular was really cool looking. The, the Sonic Pac one Man is a little over well. the top. 
Yeah, they got a Pac-Man one. Uh, I don't know. They're kind of cool. These things are often expensive when they first come out and then drop in price pretty quickly. Just FYI. <laughs> they have a bunch of these. Holy moly. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're made by Hori. Hori's like a kind of trusted brand for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're officially licensed products. Yeah. But they actually, they generally make pretty good controllers. Like, they're not first party, but they're like a tier below the first party. And I actually prefer these to the Joy-Cons, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking neat. them out because I don't, I don't travel with my Switch very much, mm-hmm. like ever. But I'm always worried about drift and stuff on the Joy-Con. So I'm, mm. I usually use a, uh, like a pro controller, but if I, yeah, I think the, for me, preference wise, I'd say the, uh, Sonic one looks better. You like the Sonic one better than the, I do. So I do. it's a little too garish for me, but I respect your decision. <laughs> Fuck it, <man. laughs> if I had to compare the two, I do think the gold Pikachu version is pretty dope looking too, personally. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Rowan, uh, they have a Monster Hunter one too <laughs> for people who like Monster Hunter. Yeah, I know the yeah, Mega like Man one. I just the little icons and stuff scattered throughout. It's just kind of weird to me. I think I just like the I color. like it's yeah. It's just yeah. No, I like the color. It's just a bunch of little icons thrown around. The Sonic one actually feels like a design, <clears throat> if that makes sense yeah. for the controller. It, it looks it's more fine. like a T-shirt. Yeah, you know, with the big vinyl print T-shirt. Yeah, it's true. Uh, next story. Limited Run is selling a physical edition of Castlevania Requiem, uh, which has been available for the PS4 for quite some time, but digitally only. Uh, and this marks the first time that... Uh, uh, not. I forgot the name of the game now. <laughs> Rondo of Blood uh, or Rondo of, of Blood Night. has been released uh, in a physical edition since it came out for the PS uh, P, I believe. Oh, the uh, Dracula X Chronicles one. Uh, Rondo of Blood. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 but- yeah. Dracula X. Uh, Rondo of Blood was a bu- uh, unlockable. Uh, Dracula X Chronicles was like a remake of that game in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been on the lookout for that because I'm. I'm starting to collect for PSP and Vita now, which is scary. Oh, really? But, yeah. Vita, I would imagine, is going to be scary because everything's rare for that. Yeah. There's some expensive games for Vita. There's a yeah. lot of really good JRPGs. Mm. Like, a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Because that, that actually was relatively popular in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Just not in the U.S. as much. Yeah. The PSP was pretty popular. It was yes. unfortunate. The PS Vita, I'm not real sure why the PS Vita was so unpopular. I always thought it was because cell phones, right? It was like, who's going to buy a portable game system and carry it around? When you have a cell phone in your pocket, you can play Street Fighter on that. You can play games on that. But my theory was blown away when the Switch happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Switch, I was so wrong Software. about the Switch. I was on a podcast, Jay. Before the Switch came out, and I'm like, why would Nintendo do this? This is so stupid. It's going to have cartridges? <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong about the Switch. Thank God, too, because I love the Switch. 
Yeah, I think I've said this before, but I remember I remember where I was. I, I'm pretty sure I was sitting on the couch out there when I first saw the trailer for the Switch, and I immediately was like, oh my god, this is incredible. Because not only was it a new console with better like graphics and horsepower and all that stuff, I mean, marginally, it's Nintendo, but it having that kind of convertibility from handheld yeah. to... to to with the dock and everything i saw it immediately i'm not trying to like throw shade or anything like that but i was like that is fucking awesome i had it 180 degrees wrong i was like (laughs) why are they gonna make a portable who's gonna who's gonna carry this thing around when you have a like a cell phone worth a thousand dollars in your pocket that's like five (laughs) times back then it was five times as powerful as the switch now it's 30 times more powerful i don't know man the switch is fucking awesome I didn't I didn't see the market for it. Like I didn't see that it was going to be as popular as it is. I just for me, I was like this is perfect for me. Like that's why yeah. I was so excited about it. I was like this looks so awesome. So, it wasn't like this is going to be the most popular system ever. It wasn't that. It was just like this looks fucking cool. Amazing. That was. Now you have me looking at all the limited run games and swag and Sorry. stuff. <laughs> they got some cool stuff on there right now, to be yeah. honest with you. They got uh, Valise, the Phantasm Soldier Collection, which includes uh, the Phantasm Soldier, Valise 2, Valise 3. Uh, they also have Windjammers 2, which everybody should buy. It's an amazing game. Last chance. <laughs> yeah, that one's going away, I think, on uh, Sunday. Yeah, they got, there's some cool stuff on there right now. I'm definitely picking up Castlevania Requiem, though. So they it's a Valise, cool not Valise. I that's how I've always said it, Valise. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Sega game, so you would probably know. I have like one. I have like Sid of Valise, but I always I thought it was Sid of Valis. Mm. What 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 uh, console is that for? Genesis. Is it for Genesis? I never played mm-hmm. any of this series. Um, I got. So I might pick recently. this up just to gotta check it, check those games out. I've heard they're good. I think they started on the Master System, right? Like the first one. I believe so. Yeah. I I'm I'm pretty ignorant on that whole on that whole series. Yeah, no, I am too. I think they're action adventure games though. That looks cool. Um Yeah. Uh what was the next story? Oh, Pixel FX. This is a cool piece of kit. They have announced uh the Infinity Switch and the Morph. So this is two pieces of hardware that work together. The Morph is going to be like a retro scaling device similar to a retro tank or an OSSC. And the Infinity Switch is going to be a switch that is modular. So you can plug in more pieces of of the switch depending on how many inputs you need to be switched. And they can have different types of input like component or SCART or RGB, BNC, or even HDMI, and then they all go through. The, it also talks to the scaler, um, and the scaler knows what's being switched because they communicate as to uh, what device is being switched and what kind of input it is, and the scaler knows what to do with that signal then. Uh, you can even plug in HDMI stuff, which is amazing. Uh, so, like, this thing could be really a hub for gamers. Um especially retro gamers, right? Like plug in your PS3 in there. You can plug in your PS2, your PS1, your SNES, like all your consoles. Um, I'm, I'm guaranteeing this thing is going to be expensive as hell, but it might be worth it. I was going to uh, say, if it's modular and they have to customize it, like are we looking at 
north of 500 at that point. I, I'm guessing because I have multiple devices that do this now, and they easily cost that much money when you when you add them up. That's but the fact money. that it's <laughs> what's that? This is a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, like for me, I have a SCART switch that costs 220 bucks. Right, it's, all it is is a switch, automatically controlled. You plug in. I think it's got eight inputs and two outputs, which you know why I need two outputs, right? Because you stream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So that thing was two hundred twenty dollars. It's damn worth it because I don't have to like remember what you know which input is what. It just automatically switches, and then that goes into the OSSC, which I think was around two hundred dollars plus the cables. You know, this thing being all like uh, all in one thing, I think it, it looks like it's going to be really cool. I don't know what the pricing is going to be, obviously, but I would guess it's going to be around five hundred dollars easy. If they could somehow get it into the 250 to 300 range then i'll consider it but yeah for 500 i can't justify it for what it is i mean the more alone i think would be a 200 to 250 dollars because what's a retro tank 5 go to go for it's like that's around 250 or 300 right uh i don't think so i think it's 200 i thought it was like 300 the the regular retro tank the retro the regular retro tank was like 100 right and then yeah but that's just Two X. Oh, I guess you're right. The, the 5X is 300 bucks. You're right. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> I mean, you got to pay to play, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But this is like, this is the, this is definitely the thing you, the, the hole you fall down when you start wanting to play original consoles on modern displays. Right. Like this, it's an expensive thing. Like, if you want to play a Super Nintendo on a CRT, Plug it into composite or or S video, and you're you're off to the races. You don't need anything else. But once you want to start getting the absolute best signal quality out of those old consoles, and you want to be converting them over to play on modern TVs, like it gets expensive quick, for sure. And it's 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 not done yet because they haven't they haven't even started doing 4K stuff. And like 4K is going to be a breakthrough for the for the for uh, the scalers because. It's an even integer scale with 240p, which is what those old consoles ran at, right? 1080p is not even integer scale, so you have to, like, crop it. You have to, like, adjust the size of the image. But 4K is an even integer scale, so it's going to look marvelous. But they don't have the processing power to get there. So this isn't done yet. <laughs> We're going to keep yeah, doing this. So we'll, we'll have to keep our ears to the ground on that. It For somebody like me who's already invested in a bunch of analog products, products it doesn't really make sense since i already have i'm kind of down that road but yeah to somebody who wants to stay kind of original to uh you know the original s64 or snes nintendo all that stuff then it definitely makes more sense than for me yeah. i think i'm an idiot because i've gone both ways i have all the analog <laughs> stuff and i have all the original stuff that i like i like playing on the original stuff you know it's like and then you and then the you and then you end up playing on your fucking mister it's true too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like got all the stuff for both, and then he ends up playing his Mister. Like what? Well, the the real the <laughs> thing with the Mister is it's so convenient because I don't have all the games. I don't have a huge collection like you do. Right. I prefer to play on the cartridge, but like I I really want to play. Uh, let's pick a game from random Fantasy Star for the Master System, mm-hmm. and that's a really expensive cartridge to get. I'm not going to spend $200 on that cartridge. I'm just not going to do it. But there's, you know, I can play the ROM. 
on a mister, or I could play, you know, they just recently came out with um, the Sega Ages collection on the uh, Switch that includes on the side of the screen a mini map that like does like the graph paper for you. Like, well, I'll just play that, I guess. <laughs> I'd rather buy the cartridge. I'd love to have the the original Fantasy Star cartridge, but it's I'm not spending two hundred dollars on that. So just just so you know, it's around seventy five for the cart, but probably one fifty to two hundred for complete. Yeah, which you'd probably want at least the box. You definitely want the box. It's hard to have Genesis games loose. That's not Genesis. That's Master System or Master System. I mean, like similar kind of form factor. That mm-hmm. little cart, but yeah, yeah, it is more hard, boxy. Hard, hard to have those loose. Anyhow, though, this this device looks pretty neat. Yeah, it is. It does look super neat. I just, for me personally, I don't know if if, if it'll. Yeah, if you're not gonna p- play the the original systems, it doesn't make any sense. I'm still working on getting my turbo graphics going. Um, I gotta get it recapped. I know that, so I gotta send it out, or I, I can do it myself, I suppose. But I don't. I've never done it, so I'd, I'd have to learn yeah. how to do it. I wonder if by the time you want that to happen, that analog will have the turbo graphics adapters ready to go. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'll do both. <laughs> you know, like and you'll end this up is actually my pocket. childhood turbo graphics. Oh, so I, I definitely want it to work. You know, like yeah, I, that makes sense. Same with my Game Gear. I want my Game Gear to work because it's my childhood Game Gear, um, and that one doesn't work. And so I need to get on that soon because I'm sure that there are services. I think you can like send them off and have them. Yeah, I I, I will. Yeah. But I got to actually do it. Uh, Another heads up is the Sega ages uh, collection for the Nintendo switch is actually on sale until January 16th. And they're on like pretty significant sale. Like some of the games are like two seventy, like $2 and 70 cents. And some of them are like $5 ish. Uh, And this is a really awesome collection. They have, I don't know. I, I want to say like 10 to 15 games like Fantasy Star, Poyo Poyo 2, Shinobi, Virtual Racing, Outrun, Lightning Force, Thunder Force AC, like a bunch of stuff. Um, and they're all ported by M2, which is like kind of that. Usually you're getting pretty good stuff when M2 is doing it. Um, and a lot of them have really significant upgrades. Uh, like I was just saying with Fantasy Star, uh, they have two modes with Fantasy Star if you play it on the Switch through the Sega Ages. They have the regular mode, or they have the Sega Ages mode, which reduces the frequency of uh, random encounters, but also increases the amount of money and experience you get from those encounters. So like, it just makes the game a little quicker to get through, mm-hmm. and it has a map on the side um, because obviously it's a four by three game and it's 16 by nine screen. So they just put a map on the side when you're going through a dungeon. I don't know if you know this, that game has uh, first person dungeons, which can get a little confusing. So this maps it out like graph paper for you, nice. uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, but they, they have a bunch of games are like that. Um, this is a, this is a heck of a deal. I've been hoping that they were going to make like a compilation of all of these, like in physical form, but so far, nothing on that word. I don't know how well he's sold, to be honest. Yeah. Are you like me? Like, Because we talk about these Nintendo digital releases, and I've been burned too many times by Nintendo buying digital games to like get excited about stuff. Because mm. the Virtual Console for the Wii 
didn't transfer the Wii U. The Wii U didn't transfer to the Switch. The, the 3DS doesn't did, transfer. Did transfer to the Wii U. A, like you could do it one time. Right. It was like a like a if you had bought stuff on the Wii, then you could like transfer it. But then you couldn't play it on the Wii if you had a Wii. I think it was like yeah. a permanent thing. And I don't think the 3DS library links with any of that stuff either. Like just the fact that they're so separated to me blows my yeah. mind. And then you have like Sony and Xbox where Sony stuff all syncs to if you have something on the Vita that is also on PS4, you can play it on your Vita and stuff yeah. like that. Like, and it's that was one of the I think one of the big reasons why people were in an uproar about them considering closing up those shops is because of that reason. But I don't know why Nintendo like I just can't justify buying digital stuff on Nintendo anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, me. I don't like it either. Uh, now that I understand your question, I, I see what you're saying. These games are so cheap; they're like two to two to five dollars that it doesn't bother sure. me. Um, but I totally understand. When I bought the Switch OLED, I was like really shocked by how archaic, like transferring my account to it was. It's like this is ridiculous. Like it asks you when you you first log on to it, it asks you is you know is this your a new Switch or are you going to transfer? you know, an account onto it. And I said, yeah, I'm going to transfer my existing account onto it. And they say, do you have the original switch? I said, yes. They say, are you going to continue to use it? I said, yes. So it just says, okay, we're not going to do anything then. We're not going to transfer your saves. We're not going to transfer anything. So I, I had to read, you have to say, no, you're not going to use the old switch anymore, which I am going to use the old switch. You can sync them, but you have to like manually do you it. You got to manually do each fucking game. Yeah. Like, so I was like, oh, this is really archaic. This, this sucks. I was not impressed by it. <laughs> the Switch yeah, it should be OLED it should be experience. synced, especially if you're a subscriber of their service. It should be synced to the cloud. Period. All saves yes. should be synced to the cloud at this point. Exactly. And that should we, be transferred. Because who owns one fucking Switch when you have a family? We have four of them. <laughs> we have two now. Yeah. Yeah. If you have children that play the Switch, like you have more than one generally. Because what adult wants their child <laughs> playing on? I don't know. That's that's what the whole Switch Lite kind of market was for. I can it's, only I agree with that you. it's intentionally obtuse to make it difficult to share games. It's what I can. It's the only sure. thing I can. Sure. Assume. Yeah. It's usually what it ends up being with Nintendo. I feel like it's licensing but, yeah. and control. <laughs> as much as we love Nintendo, fuck. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> some of these decisions. I swear. <laughs> Uh, Street Fighter 2, Jay. We got to play some yeah. Street Fighter 2. We played Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo, and then we also played some Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the Super Nintendo. Right? We Correct. played both of them. Uh, so we'll be able to, be able to con contrast those two games a little bit, but there's we also got some history. Uh, I'm also going to put a little gameplay up on the screen. This is a new feature. This is new for those retro slot video users. You're welcome. <laughs> so I was going to ask you to start, like, tell me your beginnings with this game, because I think we both have a solid history with this game specifically. Uh, I walked into Tons of Fun in the Farmington Valley Mall when I was a kid, uh, which was the local arcade. And as soon as I turned the corner, there was a crowd of teenagers in uh, frayed jean jackets with Metallica, <laughs> Metallica uh, patches on the back and leather jackets and 
all sorts of newer duels, never duels. Playing this game that looked like candy to my eyes. It was Street Fighter 2. It was the first time I saw it. I still remember it. I immediately got in line. I was super intimidated because all these kids were older and mean looking. You know, the kind of kids that hang out at arcades. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, it was joyous to see it. Uh, I didn't get to go to the arcade that much, you know, but when I did, I went right to Street Fighter 2 uh, from, I don't know when it released in 1992. Mm-hmm. From then on, basically. Um, it, it, it was... It was like nothing I'd ever seen in an arcade. But when it came home, that's when I really actually got to spend some time with it. So this was an extremely expensive cartridge back in the day. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it was $80. It was either $75 or $80. I just saw when I was look- looking at like researching this game. Um, but it was an amazing port. And all my friends bought it, played it, and we played it together. Like We'd go over yeah. each other's house, and we'd play Street Fighter like that's just what we did for it felt like years. Like we just played yeah. Street Fighter cuz it you was like the play perfect it on I was just going to say did you play it on Genesis or Super Nintendo? We started on Super Nintendo cuz it came out first on Super Nintendo. It didn't come out for like 2 or 3 years on Genesis. Um and then uh a year later Street Fighter 2 Turbo came out for the Super Nintendo. And some of us were really excited about it, and some of us were pissed, and some of us had mixed feelings because, you know, we just bought one of the most expensive cartridges of our lives, and, (laughs) you know, it was coming out again at the same price, and there were some additions, some significant additions, you know, getting uh, the four boss characters as playable characters was huge, being able to uh, one-on-one match, like mirror match was huge. Um, There were some gameplay additions, like... You know, like Chun-Li getting a fireball, that kind of stuff, uh, being able to do a spin kick in air, stuff like that. So there were some changes, but it was just so much money. It was like, that was, our, I think, our first, <laughs> like, uh, that's the first time that ever happened in my life was like, oh, you got to buy the new one, <laughs> you know, because that's the new version. But it, it's like the whole price, you know. But it, it was amazing. I mean, it took over our lives in 1992, and it did not let mm. go for several years. How about you? So, well, I was going to ask, who's your character? Um, who's your go-to? Back in the day, I, I, I mean, Ryu, I think, is like meant to be the character that you're drawn to initially. But I really liked Zangief and Blanca. Uh, hmm. Back in the day when I played a lot, now I I play Ryu because he's you know the easiest character to kind of like yeah. remember the moves for and everything. Yeah, I yeah Ryu or Ryu for me as well, and it just it's never. I even when I played through it, this you know this time I had to play with my guy. Like it's just yeah, just how it is. But um, I was never really drawn to anybody else to be honest. Other than uh, Vega would be the other person that I was drawn to in in subsequent versions, but just because of how fast he was and and whatnot, I really enjoyed that. But the story for me, um. Before, because we didn't have a Super Nintendo when it first came out. So I don't remember. It, I think it might have been with a, within a year of it coming out. Um, but we didn't get... It might have been actually the Christmas of 92 was when I got uh, Super Nintendo. So by then, you know, a bunch of games had come out already and all this stuff. And the experience that I had with Super Nintendo in general was it was a reward for our report cards and you only got report cards once every quarter. Right. So, 
or every whatever it was. And uh, I was in elementary school at the time. And so if I got good grades, at least A's and B's, then we got to go to Blockbuster and rent a Super Nintendo, which uh, if anybody remembers, it was like a $75 deposit or even more than that. Oh, okay. It might have even been like $200 deposit just to, you know, rent a system. And the only game that my brother and I could agree on getting, who was five years older than me, was Street Fighter. It's the best choice. Yes. And <laughs> every time we rented the SNES, that's all we got. We got one game with the SNES, and we always got Street Fighter. So it was like at least four separate rentals, uh, you know, through the year where all we got was Street Fighter. And my brother hated that I would just mash buttons and beat him and yeah. we would play with our friends in the neighborhood. And I, I was, you know, I was the you know, seven year old, six year old kid who would beat people just by mashing buttons and people got pissed. But, um, fast forward to that Christmas where I got the, the super Nintendo. Yeah. And I, th I'm not even sure we ended up buying street fighter, but we still played it a lot. And, and like you said, every time I went to the skate rink in Alabama, that was, basically my arcade because it was like they had the skate rink but all around the outside of the rink it was just arcade games for days yeah so um played a lot of street fighter but always ended up going back to ryu i would i would try all the other characters and i learned a lot of the moves and stuff but just i don't know what it was about ryu just for me it was the roundhouse kick um was my main attack and then the hadouken obviously but yeah. um but yeah, so it, it holds a near and dear place to my heart. I really didn't play Turbo or Alpha or Super Street Fighter or anything like that, really, growing up. Yeah. So getting to experience that for the first time, really, this last week. And I happen to have five, well, there goes the camera, five <laughs> different versions of this game. That's amazing. I have, just recently, I got Street Fighter II uh, Mint, like I wanted it Mint Mint. Yeah, because uh, of how it important it is. But Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter, uh, Two, so, Street Fighter Two Turbo. I don't know about you. I could I could kind of tell by the way you say this is I don't consider all those games to be this game. They're sequels, right? Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Two Turbo. I feel like are the essentially the same game. Super Street Fighter Two. I think it's arguable that that is a sequel to Street Fighter Two. Because they changed so much about it, and yeah. it was in the arcade. It was, it was on the CPS two Capcom board, not the CPS one. So it looked a lot right. better. Didn't sound as good, but it was so different. And then Street Fighter two or Street Fighter Alpha, I feel like it's almost a side yeah, story. Yeah, it's way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once you get into the Alpha series, I feel like that's a different. There's still fighting games. There's still Street Fighter games, but it's it's a different game. Sure, sure. Um, I just included them all here, but just because I thought it was ridiculous. There's Street five Fighter, different, yeah. or, There's four different Street Fighter Two games on just Super Nintendo. Yeah. And then this last one for anybody who's curious, I procured this a couple of years ago. The not for resale cart, which I don't typically collect for, but it was a toss in with other stuff that I had got from somebody. So this was also Anyways. a major coup for the Super Nintendo to get Street Fighter, right? Street Fighter mean? was because it was an absolute phenomenon. And to, it came to Super Nintendo, I don't know, a year or two before it came to Genesis. And I'm sure that sold a ton of Super Nintendos, right? Is because that that war was being fought in the streets tooth and nail, 
right yeah. between the Genesis. I don't think there's ever been like such a competitive console war as there was in the 90s between those two companies. And to get Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo and the fact that it looked that good and it played that well because I mean if you look at it now analytically, it's obviously not an arcade quality port. But back then to get a port of such quality that it not only looked good, it sounded good, it played well. Like, everything about it was really top of the line. Uh, to get that on the Super Nintendo was just, like, it was mind-boggling. It was, yeah. you know, we'd seen arcade ports before for the Genesis and for the Super Nintendo and for, you know, the NES, but nothing like Street Fighter Two. Street Fighter Two was astounding. Like the character sprites were so big, they did so many different things. <laughs> it's just funny too, because quantifying it in a way where, if you look back at like the Atari age with a car, uh, arcade stuff like Pac-Man yeah. or Donkey Kong or whatever, and then you look at the 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 Atari ports of it, and they're just fucking horrible and oh, just they're totally awful. Uh, just it's hilarious to me. Even for the NES, though, Donkey Kong was missing the second level for the NES. Like, it, did like, it? Yeah. How? how Nintendo, you made that game. <laughs> Come on. I mean, the Genesis definitely had some great ports from the arcade. Strider, Ghouls and Ghosts, I think, are like right up there. Um, but, man, Street Fighter 2, it it was such a cultural like phenomenon. It was huge. But then to get such a great port for the Super Nintendo that played so well, looked so good, sounded so good, it was just amazing. Well, yeah, they credit Street Fighter 2 as kind of the beginning of competitive gaming in a lot of ways. Sure. I mean, before that, it was all high score based, right? Right. I mean, as far as, yeah, like fighting one-on-one -on -one kind of, uh, it's it's what started Evo, basically, right? So Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it that's true. It still is the best-selling Capcom game. And the highest-selling third-party game on the SNES ever. Right. I actually saw sales numbers for that. I'm going to check that again. Like, the market for just Street Fighter II was billions of dollars. Um, Crazy. Yeah, the, the arcade game sold like gangbusters. I think I wrote in the notes that it sold like 600,000. Or wasn't it like, wasn't it like hundreds of thousands? That was for the Super Nintendo game, but the arcade cabinet. Okay, okay. Okay. Sold. 60K. That's a lot of cabs, cabinets. Yeah. That is a lot of cabs. And 20 to 25,000 arcade cabinets came to the US. Which you think about, like, that, you know, that's a lot of cabinets. But yeah. then Turbo, or I'm sorry, Championship Edition sold even better. It was like 60,000 cabs came to the US. Um, I have sales numbers here. This is from Wikipedia. I saw this earlier. Uh, for for just this is the coin the coin op like the arcade sales sixty thousand Street Fighter Two World Warriors, a hundred and forty thousand. I'm sorry, a hundred and sixty thousand for Street Fighter Two Champion Edition. So it's like I mean, it was just getting going when Championship. I can picture that cabinet with the circle that's kind of like grayish blackish with the yeah, yeah. I can picture that. Yeah, it was. It was just gigantic, and then for the for the Super NES, here's the here's the home sales: six point three million Super NES of Street Fighter Two World Warrior, 
6.3 million. Just the original cartridge. Yeah. Uh, that one with the goofy ass <laughs> Blanca. <laughs> and then cha- uh, Special Champion Edition, which was the first one for the Genesis, sold 1.6 million. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo sold 4.1 million. So 4.1 million on top of 6.3 million. It's over 10 for- million. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And then the new challengers, like you know, Super and all that stuff came out, and they, you know, it it started to decline. I feel like with Super, you know, like pe- people couldn't justify just buying the same game over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, other things like Mortal Kombat, other fighting games had come out by then, which diluted, I'm sure, some of the yeah, Mortal Kombat and yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was huge, and then the game, you know, the game. The game itself, like besides the sales, besides like the cultural impact, the game itself is just fantastic. You know, it not only did they do it first, but they did it so well. Like the characters have so much personality. I still play fighting games all the time. I'm like, these characters don't hold a, a candle to the characters in Street Fighter. They don't have the personality. They don't have the. They don't feel as unique and different from each other, right? It's like they're definitely stereotypes. But I don't feel like they're mean, right? They're not. There's, there's no cruelty in these stereotypes. They, they're just sure. like you know, we're gonna we're gonna pick people from around the world. We're gonna pick like you know what fighting style would make them interesting, and you know like playing as Zangief or playing as Ken or playing as Blanket are all completely different experiences. And I think that was one of the things that was completely new and new and unique to this game, and that like just. A lot of games fail to get right even now. You know, a right. lot of fighting games just there's not enough differences between the characters. Like they don't feel unique to play. Um, but they also had so much personality that you couldn't help but love the cast. Like even the bad guys, I loved Balrog. You know, or the boxer, depending Mike, on where you're Mike from. Mike Bison. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved all of. The personality of them, the way they they looked, the way they were drawn, and then the music was iconic too. Yeah, the music. Um, I can't I can't remember. I wrote down in the notes who did the music. Yoko Shimomura. Yeah, she did the majority of all the music uh, herself, and she describes in her interview that she just tried to picture like what what music would come from each of these places where the fighters were from, and I feel like she nailed it. You know, they all feel yeah. distinct. All the fighter themes feel distinct. They feel like they belong in Street Fighter, but they also feel like, so they feel cohesive, but they also feel distinct per fighter. And I think that was really great. Yeah. But the sound effects, too, is like each hit is like thunk. You know, it feels so satisfying to land that poof. There's so much bass to it. I feel like that's one of the problems with some of the later Street Fighter games is that they lost that, like, that visceral thud that happened <laughs> when you punch somebody. Very treble based instead of bass. Yeah. 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 They lost that base. <laughs> Man, it was like, I, I'll be honest with you, Jay. I, I buy this all the time. Like, every, anytime Capcom releases a Street Fighter game, I buy it. Really? Um, but I, on my Switch, I currently have two versions of Street Fighter 2 kind of ready to go at any time. And I'll just boot up, like, if I'm watching TV or something, I'm like, I'm going to play a little Street Fighter 2 and just start dinking along, you know? <laughs> Maybe I'll get all the way through an arcade like session, or maybe I'll just like get beat by E Honda halfway through and turn it off. Like it doesn't really matter. I just, I just fucking love Street Fighter, man. Did you, uh, uh, a- did you get 
through the end of it this this uh, week? I played it all week. I played both the Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Turbo for the uh, uh, Super Nintendo. I was kind of I kind of wish that we had included the Genesis one in because I feel like it it deserves to be here. It's kind of halfway between the two, yeah. Yeah. Um, like for for my money, I don't know that like I don't know that it's like it's an essential must play to play the originals on Super Nintendo because it's so easy to play the arcade games at this point. Like the there's a Street Fighter collection currently on uh, PlayStation and Switch that they just ported the actual arcade games, like all of the arcade mm-hmm. games from Street Fighter Two to Street Fighter Three Third Strike, like every one of them. So you can play the arcade perfect ports now, like handheld or on a PlayStation Four or whatever. But it was it was really fun to see what they had done with these SNES ports again and really play with those. Right. Uh, I had the the Genesis Champion version. I think I traded it in at some point not that long ago. But yeah. one of the things about that game is if you're playing with a controller with only three buttons, it makes it kind of difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, because you gotta press start to switch between the punches and the kicks. But they released <laughs> a six button controller. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you had one, but yeah. just thinking about the original yeah. OJ I mean, controller, you're not buying difficult. Street Fighter Two and playing on a th- three button controller. That's <laughs> some people did though. Like some stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was one of the arguments for Mortal Kombat too when it first came out. Like it played better on Genesis, but the controller was not as good. You know, unless you had yeah, buy a six button controller, it was twenty bucks. <laughs> it's not like today where controllers are like eighty dollars. You know, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Save some room in the budget for the controller because you're going to need it. And you really want to. <laughs> Dummy. Yep. <laughs> no, I get the six-button controller. You get the three-button controller. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I need a handicap. <laughs> uh, my house, like, I, I had mentioned that all my friends had it. We all played it. At my house, I actually had two arcade sticks. So you had a choice between an arcade stick or a regular stick. Uh, Super Nintendo controller. Actually, the secret weapon, though, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you know what the secret was. This pad right here that I had to dig out. <laughs> the turbo? Oh, yeah. This is the <laughs> assy pad. This is the best <laughs> the controller pad. that ever came out for the Super Nintendo. If you could find one of these, I don't think they're that expensive on eBay, actually, because I was looking at to replace this one. This is actually my childhood pad. This has original Nintendo like buttons and... Um, D-pad in it, but the only addition is that they also added turbo to it, which really actually helps in Street Fighter 2 for the um, uh, like Super the Nintendo. Because some of the some of the uh, special moves can be more difficult than the arcade to pull off. So a turbo having the turbo button actually gives you a little bit of leeway of when you hit that button to get hmm. that dragon punch off or that you know that that special move off. But yeah, we had the the secret weapon, the assy pad. <laughs> How does this that spell? Controller is awesome. A like like A S C I I. Oh, ASCII pad. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like your way better, to be honest. The assy pad. Yeah. Uh... Honestly, though, if you play Super Nintendo with a regular pad. You should find one of these things. They're really good. Obviously, yeah. it's still wired. It's actually hooked up I, to my Super Nintendo. 
I learned some things uh, going through the notes and stuff that I found interesting that I didn't know otherwise. Apparently, uh, in development, they made it so that one out of 256 button presses will trigger a super move randomly. I didn't know that either. I would find yeah. that to be annoying if you're good at the game. <laughs> well, no, I think it was more used as a... They said that it was for people who weren't very good at it so that they right. could feel powerful, you know? Like, whoa, yeah, how did I do sense. that, you know? Um yeah, because the the one of the whole reasons that Street Fighter Two was more popular than the original Street Fighter game was because of how kind of easy they made the input stuff, right? Yeah, they made it more achievable power. for the general public. So, um, which you ever try you know, and play that original game? It is bad. It's I haven't played it. Like, is there any way to play it? Yeah, it's on. If you buy the Street Fighter Collection, that's currently on the Switch or the PlayStation Four. It's it's in there. Okay. Uh, that, that's a great collection because it has like all of the Street Fighter games in it up till I don't think four or five is in there. Some of those like on Dreamcast and PlayStation and stuff are pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Sega Saturn had some good collections. Dreamcast had some good ones. Uh, some of the other some of the other points um, that uh, we were talking about. I think that hackers took the original Super Street Fighter and made bootleg copies with faster speeds. And that's kind yeah. of what uh, inspired Street Fighter 2 Turbo. So Nintendo basically shut down the bootleggers like, hey, you can't do that. But then they took inspiration from, <laughs> i.e. they st stole it and uh, put it into a game and sold it for $80. <laughs> there, uh, apparently, uh, piracy was a big deal for this game is it like a lot of people were pirating it and putting it on arcade machines. So they were really fighting against that. And one of the big ones was rainbow edition that I think was really popular and mm -hmm. that had faster, you know, it was sped up and it also had like, you know, instead of one fireball, you'd throw three fireballs, you know, stuff like that. It's, I don't know why. That, Rom. Yeah. I, I uh, played some street fighter two turbo. I didn't really care for it very much. Um, I've just so I've been so ingrained with the original that playing it faster just was frustrating for me. I don't like it as much either. Uh, I I, do, I generally don't leave it at its fastest setting. I I'll put it to one star. You know, at the beginning you could select how many stars yeah, yeah, yeah. for with the speed. I'll put it to one star because I'm too old to play at three stars anymore. Reaction <laughs> speed's not that fast. But I don't I don't think it's aesthetically as good looking. The color choices that they use to make it look different. I don't think it's like as iconic, you know, like yeah. the, some of the levels look really good, but some of the levels just look not as good. And some of the character sprites, like the color choices that are kind of like the default don't look as good. You can hit start to select your character to get the, the original colors instead of hitting like a action button. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't prefer it either. I prefer a lot the of the sprite. Yeah, a lot of the spread animations, just like you think about if you're Ryu or Ryu and wind, you know, he does that thing where he's standing there and it looks like there's wind going. When it's sped up, it's like, whoosh, it's just, it, yeah. it doesn't have that same kind of visceral feel to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when so I was a kid, I actually sold my original Street Fighter II cartridge to get Street Fighter II Turbo, and I had regretted it. Like, I, I wish I had kept it, kept both, because I like both versions of the game. Yeah. Uh, we kind of touched on it a second ago, but Balrog slash Bison, apparently, like, originally in Japan was named M. Bison for Mike Bison. 
That's yeah. Balrog. That's the boxer. It's after Tyson. Uh, but right. they changed M. Bison to be the final dude with the cape, and then they changed Bison's name to Balrog. Well, they they did a three way switch. Yes. In in Japan, Vega was what we know as M. Bison. Right. And Vega was called. It's confusing. I, I've had something else. Whiskey. <laughs> but that's why now they call him the boxer, the claw, and the dictator, right? It's because yeah. you can't talk about Street Fighter without somebody saying, well, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now you don't even use their names if you're talking to somebody in the FGC because you just say, you say the boxer, the dictator, or the claw because otherwise it just gets confusing. Yeah, it's true. Actually, I think actually in South America, there was another name change too. Anyhow. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Um, there's a there's a little thing in one of the kind of end game screenshot things where it says you must defeat Shen Long, which yeah. it's not possible to defeat him. But it turns out that that was actually just a mis uh, translation. Yeah, no, it was a mistranslation from the Japanese where it meant like you know you must defeat this person or. It, it was supposed to say something else, like you must fight to win or whatever. But if for some reason it translated to defeat Shen Long, which he doesn't exist. But that went into a magazine where EGM. the magazine as an yeah, that as a as an April Fool's joke came out with a strategy to fight Shen Long and it was just fruitless, like there was no way to do it. So they were just it was a if total I remember prank. correctly, it was also also ruthless because it it asks you to do things that would be like really, really difficult. Like you, you had to like get like a, you had to like beat the game without like ever have getting gotten any damage or ever getting punched or something like that. Jesus, yeah, yeah. And then you do it, you're like, yes, and then nothing. Yeah, nothing. April Fools. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was five different arcade versions of Street Fighter Two. And nine home console variations across the different consoles. And count. Just in that generation. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, up to this generation, I guess, because you consider the Switch version stuff too. But it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think the last time they released a, a version of Street Fighter 2 in the arcades was like 2003. So they're still making Street Fighter 2 11 years later. Right, that's yeah. how big that was. I think it was 11? called Math. Nineteen ninety two to two thousand three. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were saying two thousand three to twenty twenty two. No, no, no. The arcade version. Last time the arcade version of Street Fighter two came out, I think it was called Ultra Street Fighter two, uh, the Final Challengers or something like that. It was a cool version too because it it included characters from all the previous versions, so you could play as standard Street Street Fighter two Ryu versus. Ultra Street Fighter 2 or or Super Street Fighter 2 Feng Long. You know, like kind of like that kind of stuff. It was a really cool version. Yeah. That's cool. Did you did you enjoy the movie? Yeah. <laughs> the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Oh, I thought you were talking about the anime. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about the the Jean-Claude talking about. <laughs> and the what was her name? Kylie Minogue? Yeah, she played Cammy. Um, it at the time, no, I didn't. 
I, I was like, oh, they really made a crappy movie out of this. But now, like going back in time, it's kind of fun, just like how bad it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bad movie. I mean, it's I, better I than the John Lee movie they made. Oh no, I didn't see that. Or wait, did I see that one? Did that one come out within the last like ten or fifteen years? Yeah, yeah, that one stars the girl from the Supergirl t- Superman TV show. Oh, that's like really recent. Yeah, last five years or so. I'm I I should check that out. But I loved the original movie. I was also pretty young. You know, I was like yeah. ten, maybe. It's similar with like Mortal Kombat and the Mario Brothers movie. Like they were horrible. Mortal Kombat movies, movie was them. good though. Ah. Uh, uh, it was good. It was a good. The movie. original one. Yeah, it was. It the was music. The music. The music was good. The action was good. I mean, the CG doesn't ha- hold up at all anymore. But at the time, <laughs> that movie looked good and it was a fun movie. I mean, it wasn't going to win an Oscar, yeah. but it was good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed all of them pretty equally, yeah. but just having video games be on the big screen was enough for me as a kid, to be honest. Yeah. And then, did you ever end up seeing the college humor, Street Fighter, college years no. things? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that good stuff? Oh, uh, they, it's just, how do I describe it? Uh, imagine the Street Fighter 2 characters 20 years later, and them being like, some of them being stuck in history, like, man, we were so cool back then. And like, <laughs> it's it's the real, like, if if you took, and I think Zangief was like this older drunk dude, and, and I think Guile was like this wealthy Hollywood actor or something like that. Like, they, they take these, they took the characters and kind of finished out the story arc, like what had happened in those 20 years. Yeah. But whenever it shows them, like, back in the day, and it shows, like, video of the actual video game. Yeah. You know, as reminiscent, but this was like early two thousands, like two thousand five uh, or six or something. Is that college? Oh my humor? god! Uh, I think, or it was on YouTube or something. Or I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, but it had like multiple seasons. Um, and I think they're like ten or fifteen minute episodes, fun. but it was pretty awesome. <laughs> there was a Street Fighter it. web series not that long ago. I want to say like the early early twenty tens. That was for serious. Like they were taking it seriously, and it kind of started off with the story of uh, Ryu and Ken training together in Japan. Um, that kind of got better and better as they went, but eventually it kind of went nowhere. Like it just they stopped making it. Somebody needs to make that now. Like just the production value of stuff now. Can you imagine? Kind of a because they made the new Mortal Kombat movie, which I thought was solid. You know the one on HBO Max? Did you enjoy yeah. that one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, the the effects and stuff were awesome. Yeah. Did you see? Did you play Mortal Kombat 11 by any chance? No, I haven't played Mortal Kombat in forever. Well, Mortal Kombat 11, what they're doing right now with the story in Mortal Kombat is so fucking fun, and it's the characters are so good and. Like it just goes all over the place, and they're they're really those games. The story modes in them are really good. Nine, ten, and eleven are really fun. Hmm. Um, there's no room for a movie. Like I don't know how you make that movie any better than the story they're telling in a video game. To be honest with you, sure. And Street Fighter is a little different problem. It's like there's no actual story to Street Fighter, so you're gonna have to invent one. And that's what well, they did and- for that movie. All of the canon for like the game and the original movie and stuff, they're kind of contradictory. But there is uh 
Like, if you look in the manual for Street Fighter 2, there's backstory to all the characters and stuff. It doesn't matter, though. It's like, it's not... It's not real. They they put twelve people together to fight, and like, okay, now we need a story to put in the manual. Like, yeah. like the story is not the thing. The, the game is the thing. I, I, sure. I don't know. I'm I sure. I'm sure somebody could make a good movie out of it. I'd watch it. I guess I would. I literally it. resubscribed. I or I subscribed to HBO Max for the first time on my birthday to watch Mortal Kombat. That was my birthday present to myself. And you don't like the old one, but you like the new one. No, I I like the old one. You were the one that said that that was the only good one of the three. Yeah, I'll I liked that. all three of them. <laughs> I enjoyed There's, them wait, all for what they were. How many Mortal Kombat movies are there? There's four, right? Is there? I've only... Is there more? Oh, there's the Armageddon one. Right? The one from like early 2000s. Oh, man, I'd have to look it up now. I remember three. Is there a fourth? There might be a fourth. Well, I, I thought the new one was the fourth. I believe you. I just don't remember what the other one would be then. I don't either. And I could be wrong. Or Annihilation was the name of Mortal Kombat, that one. That sounds right. That sounds like a Mortal no. Kombat movie name. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> Pretty sure Apocalypse? it was Annihilation. Uh, <laughs> no, there's three. The original Mortal Kombat, Annihilation, and the new one. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, so I remember no, those three. There's no, no third one. Like back in the day, I thought for some reason reason there's a third one so annihilation came out in 97 the original one came out in 95 so it was like two years they had a sequel and then the new one was in 2021 this this game also started a clone like there were so many street fighter clones after street fighter 2 it was like oppressive there were so <laughs> fucking many I mean, the Neo Geo games, yeah. became a console of ge all we're going to do is make Street Fighter 2 clones now, right? And some of those ended up being really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, like, it, it had such a huge impact that, like, there was just Street Fighter 2 clones coming out of your ass. There was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Tournament fighters. There was Primal Rage, where the, we were going to fight dinosaurs. There was Mortal Kombat, where we are going to fight real people, and we are going to make it gory. There was, like, there were so many of them. It was like it was <laughs> oppressive. There's like every you you couldn't launch a new console without having a Street Fighter. Uh, what, what was the one on Genesis that was just ah? Uh, it was so bad. I can't remember. Clay There's, Fighters, which is horrible. Clay Fighters. I mean, there was a uh, Killer Instinct. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a world before Street Fighter Two and after Street Fighter Two, and mm -hmm. it was way different. <laughs> I mean, we got some great stuff because of Street Fighter Two, like Tekken. Uh, Virtua Fighter, Mortal Kombat. I mean, a lot of them became really great series in their own right. But man, there was a bunch of fucking shit being dropped as fighting <laughs> games. Like it was just terrible out there. It was fun though too, because it was it was fun to enjoy some of the shitty ones. Because I kind of miss. I'm gonna mention games. in in my in the pickups today. I'm gonna mention one of them. I am too, because I got a pickup too. The <laughs> shitty one. What, should we just go into the pickups? Sure. What would you pick up? Um, I, I guess I'll start then. Uh, I did. So I already had Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, mm -hmm. This is actually my childhood copy of Turbo. The only reason I still have it is because I lent it. Like when I got a PlayStation or whatever, I rent it to a friend. I lent it to a friend who didn't give it back to me for like 10 years by the time it was it was worthless. So I just have kept on a hold of it. Thank God. You know, like it's yeah. actually one of the few things I That's have cool. from my childhood. 
Um, I also have, so I went and uh, bought a copy of Street Fighter Two uh, for the Super Nintendo, so that I could. Yeah, they're not very expensive, yeah. No, they're not. I so I could play both, but um, and I actually found a lot. It was only a two game lot where they actually had a game called Fighters History, uh, which is another Super Nintendo oh, yeah, Street yeah, Fighter like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game yep. is terrible. Like it's real bad. <laughs> but it was kind of fun to play like a bad Street Fighter game because you don't have to do that anymore. You know, we've progressed past that. You know, fighting games aren't so popular anymore that um, people are making bad Street Fighter games. Uh, but that's a bad one. I mean, the <laughs> characters are so generic. And the, there's so few frames of animation for each character. <laughs> right. It's funny. I, I just realized, too, now that we talk about it, I, I didn't include this in the pickups, but I had picked up a terrible Street Fighter 2, uh-huh. one called World Heroes 2. Oh, okay. That was, I don't know was if that it's... an SNK, SNK joint? World um, Heroes? Let's see here. Akara? Huh. Maybe not. Now I have to look it up. ADK SNK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SNK. Yeah. Okay. So that was the, a yeah. that was a Neo Geo port then. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those were good. Like I think the Fatal Fury port was okay on the Super Nintendo, but man. Someday we'll have to do like a Neo Geo episode, man. Right? There's so many games. Yeah. I meant to talk to you before the episode about um like how far out there we can get with picks of the week. Because some games are just going to be so fucking expensive that oh, yeah. you can't, we can't lo- logically get. But it'd be fun to be able to play it anyway. But I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to have that conversation. Sure. Well, I feel like we've still been kind of in the infancy of the podcast where we've been picking mainstays and then a, f- yeah. a few kind of outliers here and there. Yeah, but because it's fun to learn about the history of all the stuff. For me personally, the ones that we have a lot of attachment to, it's been really yeah. fun to deep deep dive into the kind of history and culture of it all. Yeah. So I have a bin. All right. Let's um, see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pour myself a glass and <laughs> whiskey, and I'm gonna lean back and I'm just gonna watch and listen. So Can I leave the Street Fighter up on the screen. You think, or should I make it? Yeah, two? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Um, I can make it two people. So I've been, I, I think I'm legitimately, like, as far as addictions go, I've been legitimately addicted to Mercari. Um, you found because, a honeypot. Yeah, no, it's because <laughs> it reminds me a lot of early eBay hunting days. Um, and I have a story. I, I can start with the story, actually, because I don't have the games yet. But um, just, I have this itch in, the, in my stomach like you need to open it right now. You might be missing out on something. And it is like kind of terrifying to me. And I'm trying yeah. to, I've bought, I think over a hundred things in a month on Mercari. Ooh. And like 40% of them have been canceled. So it's oh, unfortunate. Like I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah, no, it's, and there's no repercussions for them. Like I can't leave negative feedback if they just cancel it or list it higher or whatever. Um, I'm just trying to not get emotionally attached to stuff until I have it in my hands at this point. But are you are you trying to do complete sets now? No, I just like 
uh, I'm doing a lot of upgrading conditions of my Mm -hmm. favorite stuff. Like I just recently upgraded from Akari, like the box to Golden Sun, which is one of my favorite GBA games and like getting a minty Street Fighter 2 and I upgraded a condition of a game here. And how how um, much does a minty Street Fighter 2 cost? That one, I think I got for 60 or 70, but I could, pre- if I, if I listed it, I could probably get 130, 140 for it. Okay. I was just um, wondering if I was going to do it or not. And I, I've decided not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get a complete box copy for 50 to 70. That's maybe a little beat up or doesn't have all, this has all the inserts. They're all mint. It has the original bag, everything. Like it, it's like mint. Um, and I it, I came across that and Mortal Kombat from the same seller, uh, which I showed uh, a few episodes ago, um, the two together. But he I got a pretty decent deal on the pair, so I took it. Anyways, a bin, a bin of things. I'll try to go quickly. So, oh, the story of Mac- uh, Macari. This happened yesterday. Um mm-hmm. Like my back is literally and my neck is gets cringed and hurt from like hunched over my phone refreshing it. It's bad. Um, I'm trying to slow down. It's really bad. Uh, but without that, I could not have this story. Okay. Um, and I actually have two stories. I'll focus on the one. So I bought this Game Gear or excuse me, Game Boy Color lot. It has the system in like 20 games for 75 bucks plus shipping. It's probably worth three times that, which. Um, there's a few games that I wanted to keep and then I'd flip the rest, make my money back. That's what I do. As always, I messaged the seller and said, Hey, do you by chance have anything else? Right. I pretty much collect for all systems, but most of Nintendo. She's like, sure. Let me check. And 10 minutes later, I get this list of like 30 games, exactly 30 games. And I start going through the list, Pokemon Emerald, Pokemon Ruby. Pokemon Black 2, two copies of Diamond, copy of White, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm just mentally going through, because I can, I know where the market is. I can quickly calculate stuff and respond within a minute. I'm at $500 in my head of value, at least. And I just quickly message, uh, yeah, I would like all that stuff. I don't want to cherry pick, so how much for everything? I don't want to leave you with a few games. She responded, yeah, sure, that makes sense. How about $50? <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> what would you do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what I would do, honestly, Jay. All I'd right. like to think so, I would be... I would be like, that's that's not enough. You you, you don't know what you have. I'll give you 200 <laughs> My man, that's exact. I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you $200. You're going to set it up as a private reserved thing for me. And we're going to, and she had also, before she even gave me that list, she's like, oh, I also found Wario land too. I'll throw that in with the games that you bought. Like before we even worked this stuff. So like, she was super nice. She's like, this is my childhood stuff. Uh, It's what got me into video games, all this, that, and the other. And so she's like 50 bucks. I was like, no, here's what we're going to do. I'll give you 200 which I'm ecstatic at 200. Yeah. Um, Cause it's probably closer to $600 total worth of value. Um, and I'll keep a few things and flip the rest. But I just, I, I was like, I can't sleep at night if, you know, I give her 50 bucks. Yeah. And stuff. It, it so, becomes almost like you're, you're taking advantage. Right. Right. At that point for me, if I can get it for 40 to 50%, then I'm going to do it all day long. 
uh, of like where the market is, which 200, yeah. you know, after fees, shipping of stuff is probably about 50%. If you think about that, plus I'm going to have to be paying taxes this year for selling stuff on eBay and all that stuff. But yeah, I was like, I've done this for too long and I know how I feel after take like quote unquote, taking advantage of somebody like that. If it was like a garage sale and I was the only one there, uh, I might've given her a hundred, I don't know, but 200 felt right to me and I'm going to make that back at least in, in reselling of stuff like Emerald is a hundred dollars by itself. Nice. So, um, so I was super got. happy with that. Yeah. So there was one more story, but do you want me to wait on that until I actually have I want to see some games, man. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll keep the other story for when I actually have the thing in hand. All right. So All quickly, right. I bought a lot of Vita stuff. And so I basically bought an Insta Vita collection, which kind of got me to be like, okay, well, now I'm collecting for Vita. So oh, I went to the retro store and yeah. I collected a few <laughs> a few retro-inspired. Ninja Gaiden, I see. Is that Ninja Gaiden Sigma? Sigma 1 and 2. Oh, nice. Which Ninja Gaiden is one of my favorite old games, too. So getting those together. And then I felt like this is appropriate. Street Fighter X Tekken. Oh, yeah. Uh, that game is absolutely despised by the FGC, but I personally love it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a really fun game because you got Street Fighter characters fighting Tekken characters. Yeah. And there's a bunch of oh. weird shit, like gems that do weird shit. But don't worry about any of that and just like play the arcade mode. It's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, no. I mean, just... I. Yeah, so I got there was a whole bunch of RPGs and stuff that I got, which yeah, you know those really Ninja bad. Gaiden games are good. I actually didn't even know they came out for the PS Vita, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, on when they originally came out, now that was back Xbox, Xbox, Xbox. They included I the original uh, uh, games on on the disc, like the old old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do they still on the PS Vita? I don't. That's a good question. They're probably unlockable. Like you probably got to play the game to find out, right? Maybe. But that's yeah. I mean, they're not. They weren't ridiculously expensive. They were in the forty each range for complete, which is not horrible, but you know, it's still pretty expensive. I bet PS Vita um, games are gonna get expensive. Yeah, yeah, they will. Which is why I'm like, all right, I'm collecting now. Um, <laughs> I felt like this was pretty appropriate. Uninvited because we we covered. Oh yeah, um, we we're just talking about that. <laughs> Shadowgate. Right, so this was kind of a similar game to that, um, and uh, it was one of the ones before Shadowgate. So now I just just need to get Deja Vu. This is an expensive one to get complete. Like cart only is in the seventy to one hundred range, so complete would oh, be wow. in the two to three hundred range. So That's I was like, right. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan was talking about it, and I saw the box art for it, and I said, Oh, I kind of want that just for the box art. And then I found the price. It's like, Oh, yeah. Well, it's the skeleton in the in the like the romper dress thing, With the nightgown. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's good box uh, art. Yeah. So I didn't know this game existed. Tecmo Cup Soccer. Okay. Which is an expensive cart. This is going for 80 to 100 right now. Wow. But I looked it up, and it is a turn-based RPG anime-style soccer game. You're so, telling me that one didn't sell like hotcakes? No, like I watched videos and it looks fucking awesome. Like really? <laughs> the reviews are mixed, but it's you're it's like almost like a you're looking at the person who's dribbling at you and it's like such and such got the ball. What do you want to do? And you're like, pass it and it'll do kind of a bird's eye and you can choose how you want to pass it. And then it shows like a really cool anime like ball is 
oblong because you're kicking it so hard, like, like going to it. It's like really anime fighter style animation. Okay. It's really cool looking. Hey, you're selling it. Which I'll be honest. You would what not get that. Tecmo Cup Soccer what? Soccer game. It's you called not... Tecmo Cup Soccer Game. <laughs> it's literally what it says. But <laughs> based on the art, you would not think this at all as to like what kind of style. Like you need to watch a little bit of it. I am. I just, that's why I asked you what it was called, so I could Google the it. The anime, the 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 just animation of it is super. It dope. is. It's totally like an anime soccer turn-based game. It just seemed really unique, and I was very happy that I picked it up because I like obscure stuff, and it seemed pretty obscure. Yeah, this is this is okay. You sold me on this one. <laughs> this is pretty great, actually. I'm watching the yeah. video for this, and it's like it totally is an anime. <laughs> it's very comic book style. All right, and I don't typically collect expensive sports games, but it's this is one that. I felt like I needed to get it before it goes up way too high. It's called Pro mm-hmm. Sport Hockey by Jalico or Jalico, however you say that. Jalico. And it was marked at $169, which uh, it's going for more than that now. And I looked at the price charting and it is like steadily, it's like a 45 degree angle from the last three or four years. So I was like, if I want to oh. collect it, I need to buy it now before it gets more expensive. Just like actually over the last eight to 10 years. It's just like almost a 45. It's like a 20 to 30 degree angle, just straight up, which is rare. Um, uh, another cart only thing for N64 big mountain 2000, which, uh, this is not a good game. It's just one of those going to be expensive N64 games. Cause it's obscure. It's a skiing game and it looks janky as fuck. So, but it's getting expensive. Um, also Box another is very awesome for it though. What's that? The box art is pretty good. This game oh, doesn't really? look so bad. I mean... <laughs> a little stiff. Sure? Okay. <laughs> um, this is actually a good game, and it's one of the more... Exp- it's the top five N64 game that I've been looking at to get forever. Worms Armageddon. And they, have a, they had a really clean copy of it at the retro store. And so nice. I literally took... Because I've been going so crazy on Mercari, I had a ton of stuff to trade in. And so I used my trade-in credit for this um it's a it's a 250 to 300 game wow yeah so yeah i have i think i have worms armageddon for the dreamcast yeah it, it's, it was on like game boy color dreamcast pc all sorts of stuff i bet it's not um, worth anything on the dreamcast right no and it's just the n64 version <laughs> figures <laughs> like son of a bitch um a cool RPG for GameCube, Batten Kaitos. Okay. It's a turn-based RPG, and it says on the back, it's possibly the most beautiful GameCube title ever made by Nintendo Power. Okay. So it's a it's, strong recommendation. What's yeah, right. Can you spell that for me? B-A-T-E-N-K-I, or excuse me, K-A-I-T-O-S. I'm I'm just I, now I starting like to get up into the games when you're talking about them. Yeah, I'm just now starting to get into um, like collecting for GameCube. So it, it was a well-reviewed game as well. Um, obviously, this so, is a pretty looks, game. Yeah. Um. So I've had Hyperstone Heist in my collection forever, but I only ever had the cart and case. And I'm yeah. learning now that for Genesis games, the manual is like the most rare part. Um, oh, I so guess I've that been. Makes sense. 
Yeah, I've been wanting uh, a complete inbox copy of Hyperstone Heist forever, and I came across one on Mercari in really good shape with the manual. Um, and fun fact, a couple of it because I've I've had the manual for this in a saved search on eBay for years, trying to just get a cop like just a manual to go with my other copy, and one just sold a few days ago for hundred and twenty dollars. And it was beat to shit. Like the back looked like somebody poured coffee on it and it sold for $120, which I didn't spend much more than that on. I spent $140 on this complete and nice. I'll be able to probably sell the cart box copy for about what I paid. But it's stupid how expensive just the manual for that game goes. That game's hella fun. Yes. I have not this played it before. This Bite and Kaidos game looks good. Yeah, it does. Very well reviewed game. Um... Speaking of Genesis games, and we've talked about this before on the Turbo Graphics, Kadash. Genesis. Which I didn't I even didn't realize know it came existed. Out for Genesis. Yeah. No, I didn't either. Uh, this is another rare kind of expensive game, and guess who developed it? Tato. Tato. Yeah. So think about like Little Samson and a bunch of other rare, super expensive games. Um, I got it for like thirty bucks in the box. Oh, nice. Is that have the manual though? Does is the box the grid style? No. It's got really cool art, actually. It does have good art. Evil eyes in the back. But yeah. the reviews on this said that the Turbo Graphics version is better. Mm. So this one's kind of mediocre. Um, X Men Mutant Apocalypse, complete in box. This is minty. It has everything but the registration card, and everything's in like new condition. Uh, these are getting expensive to get complete in box. The card is less than twenty, but for some reason, complete in box is stupid expensive. Probably because nobody had it. Because X-Men um, fans are savages. They can't take care of their shit. Apparently. But um, <laughs> really good game. Really good X-Men uh, game. Marvel game. One of the best. So happy to get that. Um, and also another kind of superhero game. War of the Gems, which I've talked about here before, where I picked up the carton box. But this was a mint complete copy that I picked up. Um, anything that I see mint complete at the game store, I have a hard time leaving on the shelf. Again, a very expensive game. But this, I believe, has everything, including the registration card. And it has the original receipt from the person who bought it, which I love that stuff. So this is a pretty expensive game to get complete. Is this like but a also, beat em up This is kind of cool. Yeah. Both of them are kind of adventure, action, beat em up style. Um, a game... Actually, oh, crap. I forgot to, uh, to look this up. But um, I don't think the reviews on this were fantastic. But... The prices on them are going up, so I wanted to get it because I saw it on the shelf. Supernova, it didn't have the manual in it, even though it was marked as complete, so I got them to mark it down, uh, and I have a manual on the way from eBay. But this is another Taito game. Pretty much anything Taito or Atlas retro, you have to pick up if you can get it for a decent price, which I did not get this for a decent price, but it was trade-in, so um, it's in really good shape. It is a uh, sh it is a shmup. Mm-hmm. So side-scrolling, kind of gritty style. The, the reviews on it are not fantastic, but it is what it is. Um, one of the things that I've talked about, because I got the cart manual a while ago, I finally picked up a box and inserts from Mole Mania, which is a Shigeru Miyamoto game that not very many people talk about or know. Uh, kind of one of his underground classic puzzle-type games. Really fun game, well-reviewed. The funny thing is about of this box, when I got it, I was talking to somebody from our community who's kind of a retro fanatic, and he's like, I'm not sure that's a real box because every other copy they've ever seen, 
had the new release sticker on the top left and this one doesn't. And also this has a different like picture on the bottom than every other copy that I've ever seen. And so literally spent hours scouring the internet trying to find out if, because it felt and looks like a real box. Like it, it yeah. would have to be a pretty damn good fake. Um, but actually found at Heritage Auctions, the only copy to sell in sealed condition was this print. So I'm like, all mm. right, at least I'm relieved to know that it's a legitimate copy. Because um, mm. this is like- Heritage Auctions wouldn't steer you wrong. Well, <laughs> it was sealed, <laughs> so yeah. You can trust your friends at Heritage. Yeah, right. <laughs> trust your friends at Heritage Auctions. <laughs> Why they became leprechauns, but um, also picked up a box and manual for Ghosts and Goblins. Somebody was selling Ooh. it like uh, for Game Boy Color. This is a rare, expensive game as well, and to get it in complete condition is pretty pretty sought after. But I was able to pick up the box and manual for fifty bucks, which is a quarter of probably what it's worth. So I was pretty stoked about that. And last, that. is that Game Boy or Game Boy Color? Game Boy Color. It's a pretty expensive cart. It's like 50 to 60 bucks just for the cart. Game Boy games are getting expensive, man. I'm and sure last the pocket but... is going to enhance yeah. that action. It's crazy. Last but not least, the prize, the now prized possession of my collection. Oh. Another uh, Street Fighter port like thing. I'll let you call it out. Shaq Fu. Man. I cannot imagine how much that could have cost you, but it was worth it. <laughs> Here's the price that they had on it. Amazing. I can't see. $35? Wow. You stole that. <laughs> it actually is a pretty solid price for this, and they've had it on the shelf for over a year. I've had it on my list what? forever, and nobody wow, ever it's bought too it. too pricey for people, huh? Yeah. So I, I mean, was like, fuck it. Shaq Fu's coming home with me today. Yeah, man. Shaq Fu is awesome. I... I Okay, that game is kind of bad. Oh, agreed. <laughs> but it's just so ridiculous that it's like, it's fun. I've played it several times over the last couple of years because it's just, it's like, it's just so weird. It's such a, yeah, like it's a, campy, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfectly said. But I, I was watching the video of it. I, I haven't played it since I was a kid. Um, yeah. And I thought it was more of an adventure game, but I didn't realize it was a fighting game. But I looked at the, uh, the animate like some of the animations are so clean and fluid, and the effects. I was pretty impressed, actually. Like looking through the video again. Yeah, it, it it's not good. It's not a good game. It's 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 a great game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best game. It's now I mean, stays on my I'm, shelf I'm forever. It makes me happy that you have like a <laughs> complete inboxed copy of that. Of course. I found out recently as I was kind of reorganizing stuff on my app that more than 50% of my collection across all of my games, and I have, I think, well into the 800s now in games, over half of that is complete in box. That's like, I don't know, 150 Super Nintendo or 170 Super Nintendo, 170 NES, like over 100. How do you N64 keep track of your games, games now? Do you use an app? Uh, I use an app called GameEye. G-A-M-E-Y-E. And I've actually uh, talked with that person, the developer. It's like one dude. It's oh, just yeah? a passion project. Wow. Uh, it's all free. I've given feedback to him. Super nice guy. He does giveaways on his Twitter. Like, Do you know, in that in that app, GameEye, there is a way to, when, you, when you're entering a game, you can say if you've completed it or if you've beat it. And you can say, mm -hmm. like, I've, I've completed 50% of this game or 
But I can't find a way to sort my collection by the games I've beat. Do you know? Am I missing something? Um, I don't know if you can do that. That's a good question. I'm opening it right now. Filter. Because sometimes I'm genre. just like, I just want to play a game that I haven't beat yet. Filter by played, not played, not beat. Yeah, you can. Okay. All you right. can filter by completed, beat, complete, played, but All not complete. I couldn't find beat, that, but, but I am I am known a known idiot, so. Yeah. No, the, the I would say the, the UI on the filter part is a little kind of overwhelming because there's a so lot of stuff there. Where did you go? You went, did you go to games? So you go to your collection, you go to your games, and then on the top left, it says refine. Yeah. So, and then scroll down about halfway. It says filter by played. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I'm thank yeah. you for finding that because I was, I want to be able to, I want to beat the games that I own. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And one thing, actually, one of my feedback notes to him a long time ago was to say, I want to, I want in the app, I wanted to say when I picked it up because a lot of times oh. I put the price that I paid. Yeah. Uh, he didn't, he hasn't put it in the app yet, but I have recently exported it to a CSV and that information is in the CSV when That's you nice. put it in the app, but it's just oh, not so it in just the app. To be... You have to export it to be able to see it. And I don't, I, it shows, cause I've had this app for years and I think he did that within the last two years. Okay. Probably since I suggested it, because anything that I've inputted before then doesn't have that information. So I thought that was interesting. But yeah, yeah this it's app a free is really app. good. One of the nice things about it too is that you can, if if you buy a game that has a barcode on it, you can add it to your collection by just scanning the barcode with yeah. the, ca the camera on your phone, which makes like if you buy four or five games at a time, it makes inputting those way easier. Yeah. He's been working on an online version of the site that that would be like a paid subscription thing where you can upload pictures of your stuff and like use oh, that's uh, cool. house in the cloud and I think I think that's what his plan. But he's been working on that for a long time, so I don't. I don't know can you share your collection with other people? Like it'd be nice if you could, you shared your collection with me, so I knew what you had. You know. Um. I mean, I think if you just export to CSV, would be the way oh. to do that. Like it'd be nice if you had a friends list. Like oh, yeah. Jay Sniperton's one of my friends. Uh, he doesn't have Yoshi's Woolly World, so and I see a copy while I'm here at the game store. I'll buy a copy and send it to him. You know, that's a good point. You can do that on uh, the price charting collection stuff. They have a collection. I don't know if you can import game item price charting though. Price charting is like adding some new stuff where you can like sell or buy whole collections and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. I was looking at um, a website. I think it was called. The backlog, backloggery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now. been around for a long time. Um, but I, I just couldn't like. Uh, I don't want to put my whole collection into again website. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching the the Pat Country completely unnecessarily podcast. I I watch their videos sometimes when I'm doing work and what, whatnot. What's it called? Uh, it's the completely unnecessary podcast. See the CU podcast. It's with Pat the NES Punk. Pat Contry, who you probably would recognize by his hair, and his buddy Ian. They talk a lot about like new stuff, old stuff. One of the dudes used to work at a retro game store, so he's got he has stories from that and stuff. It's I don't know. I get some of my news and updates and kind of conversations, and they're pretty funny dudes. But um, it's it's a it's probably the quintessential retro podcast that exists. I would say. Oh whoa! Wait uh, a minute. I mean. <laughs> That's been around for a long time and has the biggest following. 
We've got almost 34 episodes. It's true. They have, they're in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were talking about how eBay is starting to do this thing for, uh, was it cards or something where you can put a collection into eBay? It might not, have, it might've been something else, but think comics or something like that, where you, ha you house your collection information on eBay and at a click of a button, you can list parts or your entire collection. Mm. Okay. And it shows you your values. It shows you what you can expect to get from stuff. And they were they were speculating that eventually it'll come for video games and whatnot too. Mm. That makes sense. Makes sense, especially if you're a reseller. Like if you plan on, I don't plan on selling anything I I'm getting right now, but I could maybe in the future I would. Well, if you if it's tracking and tells you like that game that you spent ten dollars on is now worth three hundred, what are you gonna do? Depends on the game. Well, we had this conversation. You sold your CIB link to the past. I did. I did. But I also had another cartridge of it. So I sure. still have the cartridge. And I actually... <laughs> I swapped the cartridges out of the CIB because the CIB one was the one that my save was on. So I took that one out and I put the <laughs> other one in. <laughs> you could have theoretically, like, if one, like housing was in better condition with the label and stuff you could have just pulled out yeah. the pcb I think they're both in fine condition yeah i i i find kind of a little bit beat up cartridges kind of charming sure like the story to, to on play them. i agree yeah i'm i'm i think i'm at my uh time as a collector where i'm just i'm targeting mint stuff for a long time, it was just get what I can for the right price. Yeah. And now I'm really going after mint stuff. I I like when I open. This only happens to me with Genesis cartridges, probably because I only collect. I only get complete in box with Genesis games, just because of the nature of the Genesis like box mm -hmm. and manual. But I always look to the notes section and see if there's anything written in there. I really like when there is something written in there. Too. Yeah. Like it really like it adds stuff. It takes away monetary value from the game, I'm sure, but it adds value to me, like thinking, "Oh, look at this kid! He wrote down, you know, the codes, or he wrote down his notes about the game, like all sorts of cool stuff in there." Right. I was, and I just remembered I'd forgotten something. Uh oh, we got another one. Path of the NES Punk has 250k subscribers. I never heard of him, so. Yeah. Well, he's been around forever. He was. He's been yeah. on like the, um, AVGN. The, or the video game angry angry video game nerd stuff like back in the day like he's been around for a long time yeah um he was one of the original content creators talking about like having a complete nes collection and stuff like that oh did he get the complete uh, did he complete yes it? he does yeah, yeah yeah um so i got this in the mail today and i originally had bought this to flip because i got it for 40 bucks and it's uh it had some games with it which nothing to write home about but i can get I can get $70 cash or like $85 credit at the game store for, for an SP, like a, a an 001. Mm -hmm. So I bought this to flip for credit or otherwise. And it came in the mail and I looked at it and I'm like, I can't get rid of this. Because it is in such pristine, this might be the best condition SP I own now. Like there's no like scratches on the top. Is you said 001. Is that the one with the backlight on it? That's the front light. So the original ones. Front light. 
So this is an original case. It's not like a reskin or anything. Like, look at the label and stuff on the back. It is virtually oh, untouched. Yeah. I've not seen a conditioned SP like this. Like, and if you look at the screen, uh, I'm trying to get the light to reflect on it. Like, it is mint. Yeah, and that scratch and on it. Anything that I get like that, like, I cannot get rid of it. Like, it's this is staying with me. But... I figured because I showed my wife, she's like, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I would appreciate it. Topical. But yeah, it, it had this little like neoprene case. Oh, nice. So yeah. But I the like games the that came with it. Too. You know, all the yeah. all the stupid accessories they used to sell for all that stuff. I, I like the worm light and the the battery charger. I have a battery backup basically for my game gear. Where you charge the battery and then you put plug the battery into the game gear. Mm -hmm, the original like, one. An extra twelve minutes of battery for. It almost looks like a handheld shaver. That yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I like that stuff. Yeah, as Sonoma said, the 101 is the better screen. I have, I think now I have like five okay. SPs. I think I have like three of them in box. Uh, the only 101 I have is the one that I've reshelled. All the other ones are 001s, but, um. The ones to look out for, for anybody who was wondering, the 101s are more sought after, but they're more rare. The colors you're looking for are the powder blue, in the U.S. anyways, powder blue or the kind of dark gray, but not the black one. All the other ones are... Why not the black one? Because the black one's an 001 screen. Uh -huh. Red, blue, silver are all 001. And then, like, a lot of the special editions are also 001. I think the NES one had one of each. Uh, there's the SpongeBob one, which also that NES one, one is so fucking cool. Yeah, I have that one CIB now, but it's an old. That one's cool. Yeah, but even that one in box complete has a scuff on the top. Son of a bitch. Yeah, wasn't in the pictures. I was pretty sad about it. Actually, I thought I was getting a mint one. <laughs> it's fine. You win some, you lose some. What are you gonna do? That's the moral of the story. Jay, I have a choice for you today. Sure. And you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> the choice. I, I don't want to make sure I'm getting the name of this game right. So give me. He a doesn't second. even know the name. It's, I don't know if it's spelled with a U or a O. Making me feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just O. Okay, so the choice is Sword of Sodan. For the Genesis. Or how do you spell that? Sword S W O R D. Well, I know how to spell sword. <laughs> Sodan. S O D A N. <laughs> I did I don't remember if it was S U D or S O D. Sword of Sodan for the Genesis, which is oh, a God, relatively inexpensive. What's that? This how dare terrible. you? How dare you? Have you ever made a game? <laughs> or Fantasy Star for the Mega Drive. Not Is that even a Drive, choice? Master System. Well, so the the reason I have the choice is because I know you like to collect the game that we're playing. And I'm not collecting Fantasy Star, but I'll definitely play it on the, on the Switch. If we do play it, I'm going to play it on the Switch. But it's also an RPG, and we've steered away from RPGs because of the time investment. Yeah. Sort of, sort of. Trust me, you're not going to put a lot of time into that game. <laughs> I just quickly looked at reviews. It said three out of ten. That's aggressive. 
I don't even have anything that can play a Mega Drive cart. I don't have any Mega Drive stuff. Mega Drive or Master System? Master System, excuse me. Master System. Uh, Sword of Sudan is for the Genesis. Uh, Fantasy mm-hmm. Star, obviously, is for the Master System. So, yeah, I mean, I think that we'd have to play, you know, a port of Fantasy Star if we're going to play it. Probably. Which but, I'm fine with. I have um, I have one of the Fantasy Star games, I think, or at least I did at one point. Yeah. Is I mean, I'd Star love to zero? get... I'd love to get the Fantasy Star, but it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's like you said before, it's one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars to get it complete in box. So is Fantasy Star Zero uh, not the a same remake? Game. It's not. No. no. Um, if you want to know the best way to play that game, my life in gaming made a forty-five minute video about all the different ports of all the Fantasy Star games. Uh, but the, the Switch the version video. is the one to play for us. Okay. Like it's the easiest one. There's a really good PlayStation 2 compilation that has all four games, all the Fantasy Star games on it. That is also very good. But then you gotta, you know, PlayStation 2 is its own challenge, and also that disc is kind of expensive. I do not own a single Master System game. I've None? I've had Zero? this game come through my hands at different points in time. Oh, really? And I and I sold them. Yeah. Oh. Because I was just like, this is not a this is not a a can of worms I want to open like a whole other system. system. Master <laughs> System can be really expensive too. Some of the games are. I mean, some of the games are really good. Was it Lord of Darkness is really good? Can't you get that on Star? Genesis though too? I don't think so. Oh, I gotta look it up. Then. Oh, Lord, Lord of Darkness is also on Super Nintendo. Is that the same game? Uh, I don't think so. Let me. Maybe I've got the wrong name. Yeah, I think you have the wrong name. Master System, Master of Darkness is what I'm thinking of. Master of Darkness. There you go. I was like, yeah. It's like it's like a Castlevania game for um, Master System, but you you have this dude, dope dude in a suit and a cane. He's pretty badass. I'm guessing Vampire Master of Darkness for Game Gear is not the same game. I don't know. Well, and Master of Darkness is PAL only. There you go. It just gets worse from there. <laughs> so you can play it at 50 hertz. It hurts. <laughs> Anyhow, so your decision, sir. I, I it's, not a, it's not a choice. It's Fantasy Star. Like, there's All no right. choice there for me. Go with a, a miserable Star. game. Just to buy it for $15 complete or <laughs> actually play a decent game. That's not a choice. <laughs> but I, I like it. I like it. I, I one unfortunately of these times did I will buy the- Sword of Sudan when it was a new game based on you know magazine screenshots. Because screenshots of that game are pretty incredible, to be honest with you. It's not until uh, you see it in motion that you realize. I disagree. I saw the <laughs> screenshots, and that's why I was like, this looks awful. Well, you weren't 12 at the time. <laughs> they have like spears with flags on them and shit. And like, just. <laughs> it just looks like one of those games just from instinctual feelings. It, it is bad. It's real bad. I was. It, that game introduced me to the term buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> you don't still own it, do you? No. I was going to say, you should. I think I actually. No, that wasn't the game I did that. Uh, I, I'm sure I sold it to Game GameSpot or Electronics Boutique or whatever. 
it's like thirty dollars CIB, thirty to forty. I was gonna put the like, a little bit of Street Fighter back up just because I feel like it. Do it. <laughs> don't don't don't. <laughs> I, we can have the music going while we do our outro. Yeah. <laughs> down with it. I love how it says World Warrior on there, but nowhere yeah. on the box art does it say World Warrior on here. The arcade said World Warrior. It's it's known as the World Warrior. Yeah. I know, but like it's not on here at all. Not even on the back. Does it say it on the cartridge? I don't think so. No, no. it doesn't. Just says Street Fighter 2. In the arcade it said World Warrior. I know. But it's so it's so weird to me. Like it's it's literally in the opening screen. I mean, you should be playing Fighters History, let's be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> this game was so, so bad. So did you buy that lot on eBay then? Yeah, yeah. It was it was the two games, Street Fighter 2 and uh, Fighters History. I can't remember how much I paid. I'm sure I overpaid for both of them. Oh, no. Well, you made that person's day then. What's that? You made that person's day then. They got a sale. There you go. Uh, I mean, it was like $30 or something. It wasn't... That's about what they're worth, I think. I'll probably I'll probably bring Fighter History to the game store. <laughs> get two dollars for it. All right. Yeah, get my two dollars. I want my two dollars. All right, so Fantasy Star for next time. I'm gonna be playing it on the Switch with that like Sega Ages collection, I- and I'm probably gonna play the Ages version so I can just burn through as much as I can. I'm gonna try and finish the game for next week, but it's an RPG, so give us a break if we don't beat the game. You know, that's a lot I'm of quickly looking. Uh, how to beat? Uh, or how it says long? fifteen to twenty hours. Okay, for the main story. That's a lot. That's a long time. It's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot. I mean, this is the problem with RPGs with this show. It's like, you know. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll at least get to see it. I'd like to, like, we'll we'll get to see some dungeons. I'm gonna try and beat it though. I'm legitimately gonna try and beat it. I have that new swole lead, so I might as well get some use out of that thing. Swole lead. I just, <laughs> I love how you say it. <laughs> Just, just picture a switch like <laughs> uh jay you up to anything interesting over the next couple of weeks uh more destiny hopefully mm-hmm. not being on mercari all fucking day every day are you kind of getting ready for uh the witch cream <laughs> <laughs> I, they just released a trailer today that looked pretty cool uh oh, get down to my yeah. swamp um yeah, so Destiny, and then I don't know. Maybe we'll do some. I keep teasing that maybe we'll do some retro gaming on the on the stream, but yeah, I took a few days off for the holidays and stuff too. So good, that's you deserve that. You should do that. Yeah, yeah. How about you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm podcasting mainly. I've been playing a ton of a game called uh, Tales of As- Aspire. <laughs> Tales, Tales of-, of Ass. Got it. Tales of Ass. <laughs> Uh, it's a new PlayStation 5 game. Not new. It came out like last fall or last summer. Tales of Arise. Yeah, yeah. I Arise. Thank you. It's great. It's <laughs> it's really fun. It's it's totally Japanese. Like it's got a story and people who like refuse to talk about anything important just so that we can have that conversation toward the end. It's got a story. It's very Japanese. But I I think I described it on um on uh uh SideQuest as it's like Somebody in Japan saw a pride flag for the first time and said, I want a video game with all those colors in it all the time. Mm. <laughs> like It looks like it's very pretty game. Mm. Yeah. No, the Tales games are gorgeous. Like I love this, the art style. Yeah. This is my first time I've ever played a Tales game, so I'm new to it. Tales of Vesperia was 
the one that introduced me to the Tales series, but I haven't played through them because they're, yeah, they're long. So, yeah. Is it an action RPG? Real time combat? Yeah, yeah, kind of. But it's like there's obviously turn based stuff like under the hood because you, you're often like hitting the action button, but it's not doing any action. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, you didn't actually mean to hit that button. We're going to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite I find the, of. I find the actual combat to be the least interesting part about it, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's pretty typical. It's it's like the opposite of Google Stadia. Like, we're not going to. We're going to predict your button presses and just not press them for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> You're making the wrong decisions here, champ. Uh, but the, it's right. it's real pretty, and the story is kind of fun, and the characters are kind of fun. So I'm I'm enjoying it. I put like 20 nice. hours into it. I'm hoping to finish it. I don't know next couple of weeks. Now I got fans who start staring me down. Yeah. Where where can we find you, Ryan? Uh, you can find me uh, on Thursday doing the DCP podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about that new trailer that I haven't seen yet, and <laughs> all sorts of other good stuff. Uh, at the Briar Rabbit on Twitter. Nice. All set. Wrap yep. this one up. Sounds good. All right, Jay. Audience, we'll see you next week, or we'll see you in two weeks. I always say that. Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.